Hey everyone, and welcome to the NovaCast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Scrafty. And I'm Tom. And today we have episodes 36 and 37, the the biggest lore dumps imaginable, here to cover. <laughs> These were some episodes, alright. They, they certainly they were sure episodes were. that you can watch right now on Hulu.com. That is my objective summary of these episodes. <laughs> they weren't great. It was, a, it, was a, it was a bit of an off week. Well, I say an off week. I think we were all expecting this to happen at some point. The, the turn of this show into poop. <laughs> and it has happened. It has happened. Well, the, the turn of the show into nonsense, to be more specific. Um so yeah, that's that's an unfortunate thing that happened this week. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll get into it more specifically explain. later. But they turned yeah. this episode into Kingdom Hearts. It's just Kingdom Hearts. I will I will say that um, this okay. is we can probably really these are probably the worst episodes of the season so far, right? I think so, but I also think this probably yeah. worst. Of all. <laughs> but <laughs> but even then, the even even having that like said that these aren't bad in the same way that the poop episode from season one was bad. So at least there's True. that. Yeah, the, uh, these true. Just drag. These aren't offensive, but yeah, they they're are. not offensively bad. They're just like and there, there are some good moments that I enjoyed in both of them, but they just they just aren't great. They really aren't great. Yeah, mm, we got like no. you know they they hastily abort a character arc for the sake of dumping more exposition onto us, which is never <laughs> a good trade off. I mean, uh, just because off the top here very negative already in, immediately so I, I do i do, i would like to say that um as as i'm sure all of you do, uh, the, the the both of you too both of you do as well there is uh, there is good enjoyment to be found in the ways in which digimon adventure 02 are crap <laughs> oh the way that the ways that digimon adventure 02 can be crap rather so uh hopefully hopefully everyone listening uh uh can appreciate that on the same level that we are going to. Um, I hope so. Yeah, but I, yeah. This I still enjoy Zero Two, yeah. even though there's episodes like this, and I like overall, I I'm enjoying it more than I remember enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, there I still sure. am enjoying the characters. Like, there are still some like fun, like funny character lines and like quips that I enjoy in these episodes. But it's just they were like, "What do we do?" And they're like, "Okay, let's just hear me out." immediately bog down literally everything just just <laughs> drop molasses all over these episodes we are just slowing this to a crawl and like yeah I, th okay. I think it's a i think it's the culmination of like a lot of the issues that i've expressed so far with the arc and in terms of like how how poorly paced and like kind of spread out it's like mystery and like it's you know foreshadowing and so on has been and how it's clearly been a bit all over the place in terms of how it wants to deliver its story uh, and or, and even what that story might actually be, which has obviously changed from time to time, um, and it's kind of the culmination of that as they decide to like lock into, hey, here's what this plot's going to be, but they need to kind of do some like busy work they forgot to do earlier to to make it all happen, and that's a lot of that's what you're going to see in episode 37, um, episode 36 and 37 we have this week, so 37 on the back half. Um, I don't think this is going to be a mega long episode of the podcast but i think um because because honestly i think there's like not 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 a great deal to discuss from each episode in the grand scheme of things it's more just like what there is uh is compelling in how shoddy it is <laughs> I'll, I'll, for, I'll for reference there is a a moment or not a moment a sequence in the first episode for this week 
that is literally like five digivolutions in a row. I kid you not. Like and one they, that they tried twice. <laughs> and one that they tried twice. Yeah. They were like, we gotta somehow like fill in time, and instead of doing anything, let's just reuse the digivolution animations. It's fine. Let's just do that. Like I've I've well like over the past few weeks, I feel like I've said this every week that you you could take two of the episodes you watched in one of these episodes and just mash it into one with zero loss. And this is mm. the most. <laughs> Like the most egregious example of that we've we've seen in the past, I, like yeah. I mean, I think if anything, you would just have to remove thirty six because I mean, like thirty six is a fun episode, but you could have also just gone like, like put in like part of episode thirty six, and then just slot it into the beginning of thirty seven. Take some stuff out of thirty seven, and you we would have that. Like you could you could do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like. I don't want to get too ahead of things, but like half of 37 is just recap. Like just remove that recap and you're all good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. I think let's, let's, yeah, get into let's, it. yeah, let's, we have, we have, we're, we're spinning our wheels here. We are. 36 is a very straightforward episode to explain because like literally nothing, only like one thing happens in it essentially. This episode, 36, called Stone Soup in the, in the dub. Interesting name, but it will uh, make a bit more sense in a bit. And by that, I mean it won't make any sense still. In the Japanese version, it is called Steel Angel Shikumon, which gives you a hint of who's going to show up here. So we have the kids basically finding their way back to the digital world. They find themselves in a basically what the digital world has. Um, it's basically like its own interpretation of of Chinatown. They find a restaurant in there that's run by Digitamon and a new Digimon, Tapiamon, who is kind of like a weird, like spectral Tapia with like a metal mask on. It's a cool design, actually. But yeah, they 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 yeah. run this restaurant. They make this soup. It's a uh, yeah. Uh, for a second, he's he's actually based on this Japanese mythological creature called a Baku. So in Japanese, it's called Bakumon. Yes. Okay. Yes, he's, okay. He's called Bakumon, which is which is still present in the song because again, they're not translating the <laughs> the names. No, <laughs> I, I I looked I looked for that last night. They, it yep. was translated on the Hulu.com version. So uh, whoever's whoever ported those VHSs to Hulu, good job. <laughs> so they yes, so they they're running this and and this restaurant and uh, Ari Kenimon and Mumumon have shown up to have some food, but. For some reason, that's making them feel weak for whatever reason. So they end up sort of bailing from the restaurant. The kids are still around, and they decide to, you know, they have a bit of a minor fight with the with Arukeni and Momimon. But after they run run out, they uh, the kids decide to have some food. Arukeni and Momimon encounter this weird pond of sorts, where there is a it's apparently made of the same soup broth that Digitamon and Tibiamon were using as their for their, for their food, essentially. It was the broth that was being used for their food in the restaurant. So there's a there's like apparently a notice that like you can't drink from the from the from the pond. But Moimon does it anyway because he's a he's a bad guy. And he does he does naughty things. So he, he drinks from the pond and then that makes a uh, destiny stone rise from the rise from the pond. You know. That happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the destiny stone is something you know the kids catch up with them later on and they fight our kenimon and Mummymon. that war Greymon shows up because it's a destiny stone and he's looking for the destiny stones to destroy them to some to find his true self or whatever 
and he he so he, he's fighting it and then and then the kids you know the kids are gonna fight him and they do the DNA distribution and and then TK and Cody are like well actually we're gonna do a DNA distribution now because we say so and they do it and it works and Shikumon is here he is the DNA distribution of Angimon and Kilomon. He's like a big Claydol looking. No, Claydol's a Pokemon. That's a bad fairy reference. He's like a big. I think it's based on like Buddhist mythology or something. Or like what? He's like a big stone-like prayer doll or some kind. And and that's the best way I can think of to describe it. But he's 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 a big boy, and he's and he's there to face down Black War Greymon with the with a Selfie Mon and Paeodramon. So that is this episode. Um, I would like to give a frame of reference. In one of the previous episodes, I don't know if it was the last episode or like one of the ones before it, but there was a scene where like there was an episode where it opens up with them like the kids having like found a mystery stone. Oh, for God's sake! <laughs> there we go. Mystery <laughs> stone count one. Ding. There we reset go. the clock. Okay. I, I reset the clock. It has been seven days since. Take I a drink. <laughs> it probably hasn't even been seven days. Jesus. Um, well, yes, the good so- news is, after today, you'll never have to make that mistake again. Yay! They're all, they're all gone. Woo, yay. Um, no, but seriously, like, there's a, there's an episode recently. I think there's probably been multiple episodes where it starts with them and they're already having the confrontation that they're having at the end of this episode uh, where another where another Destiny Stone is found. Like, and, and then Black War, and then, you know, Black War Greyman kicks their ass and destroys the stone. Like, that's the end, the, the last, like, five minutes of this episode, essentially, are... Or how another entirely different episode opens. Nothing of consequence happens in in the rest of this episode, and here's why. This is supposed to be the culmination. Culmination. I keep using that word, but bear with me. It's the culmination of TK and Cody's like, you know, DNA distribution like ramp up. You know, the 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 story behind like them becoming close enough friends and allies and so on to be able to do this. But this episode doesn't care that it is supposed to be that it just kind of has a thing where like tk and cody are just like well it's about that time <laughs> and they just do it yeah it's like wow that was some good it soup sucks. don't you think that was some good soup i think that was some good soup they literally say <laughs> right. mom said it's my turn to dna to evolve now yeah like yes. after after four episodes of build up like we've had four episodes in a row of of cody being like you know i'm not sure i think our differences are too irreconcilable for us to link truly link our hearts and then this one's like hey do you want to do it yeah okay here's the thing i can't i still can't think of a single like common i can't think of i can't think of like a common defining trait that both like tk and cody share which is like distinct enough to like be something you wouldn't necessarily attribute to the other characters like oh i oh i have one i think i have a pretty good one actually go ahead they both have digimon <laughs> uh, well apparently it's so pretty... half, half the half the planet as we established like an episode ago <laughs> or whatever it was so not yet not, not yet uh but also can i quit in quick uh do you all want to hear some uh because you mentioned shakuamon uh do you want to know where that comes from uh, yes, I was, I was a bit flimsy there in the description, so yeah, please, so, please fill me in. I looked it up. It comes from Shikui Kidogu. I'm very sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. It is an artifact from the Jomon period of Japanese history. 
I'm linking, oh, cool. for reference, I am linking, linking a image in our Discord of a artifact of the Shikua Kidogu that is like a, it's basically just like a, oh. like a, a bronzed or rock version of it, of Shikuamon, basically. It's, it's this a pretty is, cool, uh, like now that is, I know the, the yeah. idea behind it, it's actually a pretty cool design and I really dig what they did with it. Mm-hmm. There's a version of that in, um, in Animal Crossing, in the most recent Animal Crossing, because like, there's oh yes, the that's right. That's where, I, that's where I also recognize it. So I've, I've got like the haunted version of that, because <laughs> I like, I noticed it straight away on Red Ship, because it's really obvious. Um... <laughs> But it was like, this is badass, I'm going to get this. And it's just like, it has like glowing eyes and it will like actually like float if you interact with it. So it's kind of oh, like that's a awesome. version. That's yes, awesome, yeah. You, so, you literally um, have Shakuamon in your house. Yeah, I literally have, well, I literally have it outside. So it's like guarding my house. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's, that's incredible. It's yeah, the, the, um, the, yeah. the Shin Tensei series also uh, used that design for the demon yes. Arahabaki. Oh, okay. Yes. Yes, yeah, so I was gonna say yeah. I I, I thought there was uh, there's a lot of crossover between SMT and and Digimon designs in a lot of places. But yeah, this is the most obvious. Yeah, I mean a lot of them are just based on Japanese mythology, right? And yeah, a lot of them are just really horny ladies. So yeah, it's true. There are a lot of really horny ladies <laughs> in both. Also true. Also there true. there are three genres of of Digimon and SMT demons. There's um, cute creatures, edgy creatures, and big titty girls. <laughs> True, and then also Satan. <laughs> like I was, yeah. was going to say like Satan horny variations. creatures, but I can't think of like many horny dude Digimon. Probably for the I guess best. Mm. Leomon. I guess. I yeah, mean, I, <laughs> I mean, really anything can be if you try hard enough. But I don't want to right now, so uh, fair enough, fair enough. we'll leave it. Fair we'll leave enough. it up to you, the listener. We'll leave it. We'll leave it there. Speaking of uh, horny, I. Uh, Mummy Mon simping over <laughs> Arukenimon's feet in the beginning. Wasn't a fan oh. of that. Yeah, when she Mon said enough of... about feet, I was like, oh, thank God. Dan no, Schneider. I was like, I was like, forgot. No, no, we're not doing that. Um, I was kind of like, Mummy Mon kind of stole this episode, but like, he also went He's too great. far by like several several miles. <laughs> like, he, just, <laughs> he crossed like several several lines. Okay, here's some of my favorite moments this episode from from Mummy Mon. Uh, there was the thing you said already, the the, the weird foot, extended foot conversation, which wasn't great. <laughs> there was the moment near the beginning where he just does the like the like. There's that great moment in The Simpsons where like Homer's trying to like drive to Duff Gardens, but he's like deathly ill uh, from eating the poison sandwich, <laughs> and he just goes like Duff Gardens, hurrah! and then just like collapses on the steering wheel, and <laughs> the horns going off the whole time. They basically just stole that bit from The Simpsons and they just put it into this episode with Mummy Mon. But it makes no sense. I don't understand. I didn't understand that scene. It's like, I guess he was weak from the soup and that's why he kind of did that. But No, that was that was before the soup. That was... No, it was before the soup. So they're, they're, fo- even... they're following War Greymon because, Black War Greymon right. because he's blowing up an oil refinery because Black War Greymon loves climate change. <laughs> that's right. That's and right, uh, yes. Yes. I don't remember why he passed out. I think it was just he because... He hates climate uh, change. He, hate, he hates climate change. Yeah, he hates climate change so much that he passed out on the on the horn. <laughs> it's just think, so think, weird, but that's all I can think of in that scene. I think is, anyone like hits him because he makes a dumb comment, so she smacks oh, yeah, him a bunch and then he passes I, out. That's probably what it is, yeah. <laughs> it just donkey punches him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, oh, I, I, I've Sorry. seen that movie. That's not like that's not a fun movie at all. <laughs> I was referencing the movie per se, but yeah, that's that that is correct. That is yeah, bad film. Um, um, I 
what was I going to say? Yeah, so, so, so Mummy Mon just on one. Uh, Mummy Mon also just like yeah. putting his tongue into like a pond that he finds in the forest. It's like, I know it's you're technically like so a zombie. I know, yeah, I know you're like, technically like a zombie, but like, dude, just cup your hands or something. Like, you, you know, or cup the water, cup the soup with your hands. I don't know. That would. He doesn't want to get his bandages all soupy. Yeah, it's funny because Digitalmon's like, you don't want to know the consequences if you stick your nasty tongue in the soup. And he's like, it makes me want it even more. And it's like, I would be the exact same way. <laughs> no, I uh, too uh, yeah. would, would stick my tongue in that soup pond. I was like, I won't want to do it in the first place, but like, I understand where Bombyman's coming from when he's, you know, he's just like, yeah, well, you saying that just if you want to do it more. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah, 100%. Completely agree. It'd be weird if that wasn't your reaction to that. To that statement from Digi's Hammermon, um, who, by the way, it's great to see again. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm a fan of Digi Hammermon and his kind of like weird redemption arc, <laughs> like that concludes in this in this episode. I, only, uh, only I think this episode, dub, so technically, te- next episode, next episode. Wait, is he not in the sub? In the, no, in the sub, it's a different Digi Hammermon. Oh, that's Boo. that stinks. I don't like that. Yeah, I want to be the I want to be the same one because in my head as I was watching this, I constructed this whole story about how like capitalism has like worn down on Digital Mon so hard that he has to run multiple restaurants. <laughs> and like just like this really sad backstory for him. Yeah, I much yeah. prefer the idea of him running multiple restaurants than I do the idea that any did all Digitamamon like <laughs> must operate, run you know, a restaurant. Run restaurants. <laughs> yeah, like there's some kind of like weird like like racial role crap in there. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> like with with Digitamamons. Um no, I'm 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 much, I'm so I'm very glad that the dub made the decision to uh, have to, have it be the same Digitamamon. Definitely a conscious choice and not one they just made because they saw a Digitamamon and thought, oh, it's the same one, obviously. Yeah, they kind of did it with every single species. Like they did it with Kawagamon as well, where every Kawagamon that they'd ever seen is the same one, even though like the subs, like, oh no, it's just a species. No, yeah, that makes yeah. way more sense. That makes way more sense for Kawagamon because Kawagamon, they are literally just even in the even in the dub, they're just monsters. <laughs> like they are not, they are not sentient per se. So, uh, or you know, they're not, you know, human. That's kind of messed up, Tom. Did you say the Wagamons don't have sentience or sapience? Well, they they don't really. They just seem to want to eat things and fly around and scream. Like they hey, they are not. They're so not, do I. They're not contrib- what are you trying to say about me? <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you have the at least you have the good grace to like make vocal noises with your mouth. I don't know. I don't, this is okay. This, this bit running out of op- steam. Let's move on. Let's move on. Instead of just <laughs> opening <laughs> your mouth and having the stock Jurassic Park dinosaur scream come out. <laughs> Yes. If yeah, I could if, do that, if, I wouldn't be although, making so much money right now. Honestly, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I just want to open my mouth and they just have their ju- a stock Jurassic Park noise come out of my mouth. <laughs> I would, it would represent how I feel a lot of days, a lot of days, much more, uh, much better than I can otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, in, in, in the sub, they they do specifically say uh, like. I can't remember if it's Daisuke or, or Kari. One of them is like, oh, you're the same uh, Digitamon from the other restaurant. He goes, oh, no, that's my that's my friend. We just run different restaurants. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, it's the it's their, like, restaurant empire or whatever. Like It's like, uh, you're like Wahlburgers, except instead of a Donnie Wahlburg, it's uh, an egg. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're less which, is, which is a straight upgrade, honestly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a, that, 
the, the Baldwins of uh, the Digimon <laughs> world. Is that an upgrade? Which, which Digital started Gamergate? Oh yeah, I was gonna say like oh, I, oh, God. I, I think I think the Baldwins are overall better and then yeah you've just reminded me like of the, the one where that's not true. <laughs> hey, who like, who can we who can we figure out uh who would oh, be the Digitama Bonds? Um what from the uh I don't know. Next bit. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's all I can think of. Well no my goodness. Yeah. Also Digitama one is like way too European sounding to, to, to like fall into yeah, like this... that kind of thing, that kind of slot. So. They're all just a uh, Peter lorry. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, ba- based on how voracious Mummy Mon was, maybe there's a bit of Army Hammer in Mummy Mon as well. Oh, no! Ooh. We can't talk about that. Yeah, we're quite not. We're dating this super hard. <laughs> we're gonna, I'm, I'm going to get personally sued by his representatives. The only way we make that work is if we explain what we, what we mean by that, and, and no. I don't want that I would, in this episode. Let's just say so. I wouldn't worry about getting sued by him, per se. <laughs> yes, we just don't want to invoke the spirit of Army Hammer's <laughs> Obiama's career is going to come in dude, Listen, dude was named after a friggin' baking soda. He can't do squat to us. <laughs> I'm not kidding. His full name is Armand Hammer. Like, how, how much do your parents have to hate you to name you after, like, a household baking soda? That's gone right over my head. I hope so, and I hope you get that. No, I, <laughs> so I do. It's not wasted on me. No, no, okay, yeah, so okay. Do they yeah. not have that kind of baking soda in uh, Jolly Old England? I, I don't know what the fuck baking soda is. <laughs> like, what, the, what is baking soda? Like, it's on, Coca-Cola you put specifically in your oven for cookies. No, <laughs> I, I feel like you're being. No, it's you're, you're telling me. I, 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 I'm, oh, not, I'm legitimately not sure. Sodium bicarbonate. Doing... Yeah. Right. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if you were doing a bit or not. No, I I'm wasn't. always doing a bit. Also, I never bake. So anyway, yeah, um... it's, it's one of those things that like every North American has in their house. Like, yeah, you, you can walk yeah. into basically uh, anyone's house, and there's like a nine out of ten chance they'll have Arm and Hammer baking soda in there. We have it in our house. I've only ever used it for like uh, when I was at school, and then they let us do like the one science experiment where you just basically make a volcano. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, the, the baking soda vinegar volcano. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was badass. So there we go. Um, also, yeah. the moment where uh, Digitalmon like it like just straight up tackles Mummymon was really good. It was. was that next yeah. episode. Was it might have been next episode. Yeah. Again, there's a, there's it was, a fair it was bit of okay. It was next episode. Whatever. Like, if they... you want to talk about, sorry, so let's talk about a minute from this episode. Um, of of course, of one hundred percent course, Arukenimon would say, "Can I speak to the manager?" <laughs> that was just like the most perfectly characterful moment that had to like age. Yeah, like, we're like, like, like Arukenimon, am I right? Nice. Yay! episode title got him in one nailed it yeah that's 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 this was the digenova cast thank you for listening (laughs) that's that's good shit yeah this this whole restaurant scene is so messy like so much happens in like 30 (laughs) seconds is is it is it the restaurant scene where they all like did you all (laughs) you have like six you have like five minutes of just in the the restaurant (laughs) yeah yeah, and then Arakumon and Mummymon run out after <laughs> Digitamamon, and they go, oh no, it looks like we de- we transformed back, like, off-screen. And then Ken shows up with no fanfare, and he goes, hey guys, what did I miss? 
Why, why was he? Why was he in there in the first place? <laughs> he was. So he was. Like he was vacuuming the chimney. Yeah, and the dub they said he was cleaning for his mom, and in the sub it's, they said that he he had some after school stuff he had to take care of. He was being interviewed by your... another weird old man or something about being kind of okay. <laughs> he, needed to, yeah, he needed to write the the prima strategy guide for Donkey Madness. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Exactly. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just so strange. Like the the, the whole thing. I, I love how like at the beginning here. They make this whole scene about like how Cody is getting really mad that they're like, how dare they go out and get food? Well, we're supposed to be going and destroying the Destiny Stones, and, and it's like, well, I mean, yeah, he's right. Obviously, he's right. Like, I'm also, why did they go to the digital world without like eating first? Like, I guess they came straight from school, but like, okay, yeah, okay, like, okay. They have to, actually, this makes sense. There's a line that infuriates me where. Um... After the evolution fails twice in a row, they make us sit through like a minute and a half of of um, Sylphiamon attempting attempting to form. Um, yes. TK goes, "Well, this just proves my theory that they can't evolve when they're hungry." I think like, that's not a theory. You've known this for years. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Like, that was. What, I had the exact same thought. I was just kind of like, "Wait, did you forget?" Because I just figured like they, that was so entrenched by now that like they always kind of jumped into battle. Like it's not like also, it I wasn't. Like it. It's not like it wasn't... Sorry, I just want to finish this thought. No, go ahead. It's not, it's sorry. Like, no, no, don't worry. It, it's not like it was in season one, or whatever you want to call the original series, where, like, they were, you know, aside from aside from the Meotis Monarch, they were basically just stuck in the digital world whenever they were in there. They can freely travel between the real world and the digital world. In fact, they go to school and then they come out. Like, they have a routine that allows them, that gives them so much opportunity to, like, have meals or you know prepare food to bring with them on their travels like this whole exchange where like cody's getting like cheesed off because they're each choosing to have a meal like he's 100 percent correct yeah and it's, this is, yeah, this it's is like, the why first haven't they fed the digimon why haven't they fed this themselves is the first time in weeks yeah like it, he always has like weird hang-ups about stuff they do but this is the first time in weeks that he's been 100 percent in the right yeah. like, no oh, you're exactly. right you, because you don't know. Yeah. Like we know, as the audience, the world's not going to end if that last Destiny Stone's destroyed. <laughs> they don't know that. As far as they know, if that last Destiny Stone goes, the entire universe is, is collapsing on itself. But they're like, yeah. eh, whatever. We can take a break. But yeah, also, exactly. uh, to yeah. be honest, it's, it's if you if you end up in Digi Chinatown, and there is a great Chinese restaurant that just the aromas coming from there were heavenly, you would stop too. I would stop. There was egg drop soup there. Yeah, Armadillo yeah, Mon about... loves egg foo young. You gonna stop him, Cody? You gonna stop your buddy from eating some egg foo young? Yeah. Forget about it, Cody. It's it's <laughs> it's uh, it's Chinatown. Oh. Sorry, I had to say that. <laughs> That's another movie you should uh, not look up the director for because it's not pleasant. Oh, I don't know okay, what you're talking enough. about. So okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, the. The um yeah, so the whole thing is just really manufactured, uh like conflict or whatever, but it's not even conflict because like it's not like Cody like bursts in like you know, he's just there silently like you know, it's like swirling his his chopsticks or whatever around the bowl and then eventually just like has a rage moment and just like, What the fuck are you guys doing? Why are we gonna get the destiny stones well? <laughs> he just has his like outburst, realizes and Kilomon so realizes uh Armadillomon's hungry because he forgot to feed him because he's a bad Digimon tamer. And then he like follows along with the gang and it never really comes up again <laughs> like the most that happens is that there's this brief exchange where like tk is kind of like convincing him oh you know we'll we'll dna digivolve eventually pal and then 
you know, which he's he's right. They they do do that because they just decide to later on in the episode. It, it, like there's, it's just so like zero effort. I don't even want to point holes in it to say like, oh, this is wrong or it's illogical or whatever. It's just, it's just, it's not late. Lazy is the wrong word, but you know what I'm getting at. It's flaccid. Like, there's no, it, it's faultless. It's faultless. Like there's no, there's no care being given to any part of this. Yeah, like this had, this had strange, so many like, episodes of build up, and it ends in like the, a wet fart, basically. Yeah. Like, Ken and Davis's was, like, the big moment, right? Like, it was the core moment of Davis repeatedly trying to get Ken to be like, hey, like, we can be friends, friends, like, we're friends, we're buddies, we're pals, we're boyfriends. And then it eventually ends in that moment of, like, them having, like, no hope, but them connecting as one to DNA Digivolve. And then Yoli and Kari sort of have that whole episode of, like, both of them are like, ah, like, I think the other one is just so great. And then just having those moments of like, hey, like, I understand you and you understand me. And we're going to help each other get through what is happening. And they DNA evolve. And Ken and Cody are like, or not Ken and Cody, Cody and TK are like, let's just DNA evolve, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the contrast between like the, you, you, you're right, yeah. The contrast between like this, how this is spun out and how they handled the like one episode um uh Yole and Kari like version of this equivalent of this is, is is hilarious like it's so funny obviously like Ken and Davis is you know that was far better done but you know they get that it's funny because they give that build up and they give it you know gravitas as it were whereas this is just like it's such a like poorly considered poorly executed like version of all this so what a shame but i'm also and, and, and as someone who like mentioned early on that i thought like cody was one of my favorite favorite characters and like he was like really well defined and they did a good job of like giving you sort of like a good sense of like how his mind operated and whatever and how he kind of considered things and how how that how his character came about because of it like his granddad and his you know he's he's got a dead father and um you know yeah it, it was all good, and then now at this point, it just kind of feels like they 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 fell out of interest with it. Like they did the "I don't want to play with you anymore" <laughs> situation with his character, <laughs> and also with TK's character. Like, because I, I think I said last last episode where TK's character, like they kind of delved back into it a bit, where after like the cool stuff they'd done with him at the end of the Digimon Emperor arc, um, and but they kind of just completely messed it up because he just seemed like a he seemed like a like a crazy person essentially he just seemed like completely all over the place and this is kind of just like well he's not even that anymore he's just like nothing him and cody are just nothing in this episode and it sucks um, <laughs> yeah this should be and, their and moment how... this should be yeah. their episode that focuses on them and their relationship and instead it's just like they make a joke in the dub it's like how it's like oh i wonder why we're with dna digivolve and, and tk's like oh it must have been the msg and the food it's like come on yeah it was well, like the... yeah it's like really the dub in this one uh, and and the next episode, probably more so the next episode actually, but it just reeks of like realizing they have a dud script, and and I'm just like, well, huh, I guess we'll just phone this in as well because they clearly did. <laughs> like, yeah, like... and it, it, it's it's just so strange because like I'm I'm wondering when they were crafting, crafting, um, sorry, drafting this episode, drafting the script or whatever. Like, surely that's 
that's what this episode is about is tk and cody like the whole situation here where it's like oh they go to a chinese restaurant and have some food and eric kennymon um asks to speak to the manager whatever like the the every all the wrapping around this episode just feels like the focus for some reason but it's also incredibly thin and boring and nothing <laughs> so i just yeah, yeah my, my just question is as as fun as the premise is why do we need to do this twice in one season this is the second time this season that an episode has been the gang goes to a restaurant run by digitamamon hijinks ensue and they have to fight someone like I, don't, I have I don't, to disagree. Yeah, exactly. I think Digital I think that's Mon. a very good premise of Blank goes to restaurant, Gichomon <laughs> is there, hijinks and I think that's just a great you could do an entire season about that and I would watch it. It may not be good. <laughs> it probably wouldn't be good by the like the third time, <laughs> but like I'd watch it. I think it would be good a, a good idea. like once per episode thing. Or once per season thing rather. <laughs> like, I was gonna say if, once per episode, if, yeah. <laughs> Even in this episode, it just feels like Digitamamon is just kind of there, even. Like, he doesn't really do much. Like, and he's even got his, like, partner, like, TPMon. Um, but they, they, like, that, he doesn't really do much either. So, what what's the deal? You know what it honestly feels like? I'm, and this is kind of, like, conspiracy brain now, but, like, I, I almost feel like they had a script for, like, a much more obvious episode, like, you know, that has the TK and Cody stuff and whatever. But, like, they had to throw it out for some reason. Or, like, it just wasn't coming together for whatever reason. And they just... And, and maybe they just had, like, a deadline. Like someone just put the... Someone at Toei just put the foot down and said, right, this episode needs to be ready uh, in, like, the next week. And they were like, crap. So they just threw this together. Like, that. I honestly don't know. Like, it honestly... Like, like a protest episode or something? I just don't know how this came about the way it did. Uh, and I have to imagine... Like I say, I don't want to call people lazy. Like the much more realistic scenario is that they tried to do something and it wasn't coming together, so we end up with this. Like whether it's the remnants. I mean, or what the realistic scenario is yeah that they were overworked uh, people yeah, making yeah, anime. Exactly. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's just a shame. Like uh, the, everything, I bet you could tie almost all the problems with both this series and the original Digimon Adventure back to the fact. Yeah, back to the realities of the industry, I suppose. And and especially the realities of it being tied to a merchandising micro-empire of sorts that Digimon yeah. was, you know, at its, at its early peak. So, uh, yeah, not, not, not great all around, but obviously, you know, you got to critique what's there and, and and there's a lot to critique. So, Can I pull out our storyboarding whiteboard that we used to rewrite the season? I've had a thought now <laughs> for it, yes. about how it's so not very, obviously it's not very episode... white anymore. It's got we've done a lot, so it looks yeah. like the Pepe Sylvia board. Yeah, Pepe <laughs> Sylvia, TK yes. Sylvia. Okay, so since this is supposed to be the culmination of Cody and TK's like friendship, right? Like it's finally coming to a head, and they're finally like truly connecting past the point of just being like all right friends, like how the others have. They could have done of like. Have it, like, be in the Chinese restaurant. Like, have it be, like, I don't know, like, they're making food and Cody's just, like, really frustrated. And then have TK be, like, hey, like, and then have them, like, talk it out. Be like, hey, like, no, like, I learned this from our first time that sometimes, like, you do need to be able to take a break and we'll get right out there soon enough. Like, or, like, I understand, Cody, but type of thing. But instead, it is just that, like, hey, 
must be the MSG joke that they use. Like, you could have had, like, they had, like, a brief, like, off-screen sequence with, like, the voiceovers of, like, them cooking. It's like, you could have done something with that of, like, TK and Cody sort of, like, having those dubbed over of, like, Cody being like, I don't know, TK, I'm just, like, really, really nervous, and I'm, I just don't know, like, what if we are, we can't stop Black or Grey on time? What if we aren't strong enough? And TK is like, hey, well, don't worry, we'll figure it out or something. And it's like, okay, like, a slink up or something, but it's yeah, literally nothing. Like, I- Sloan, remember back in remember back in the original Digimon adventure, there was an episode with Digitomamon running a restaurant where Joe and Matt have to work in the kitchens, and Joe. You, I being talked Joe, about that episode for forty five minutes. Of course, <laughs> I remember it. Yeah, exactly. So you literally have Matt's younger brother, who is now Matt's age, uh, you know, the age Matt was back in during that episode, and you have Cody, who you know is still different enough from Joe, but like he is. Kind of he has one of Joe's similar, crests. Like, yeah, emotional he, he, yeah, he has yeah. one of Joe's crests. So, like, you just have a nice... But it, obviously, I'm not saying it will be the exact same scenario. I'm not saying Digitalmon should be the antagonist in this or anything like that. But of it's course. a nice throwback. Because ultimately, you exactly. know, this, this, this episode needs to end the way it ends with the, the, the confrontation with Batwar Greymon and, and, and over the Destiny Stone and so on. But like I was saying, stuff needs to happen before that. And that's, that's ideal... In this scenario that they've concocted, like the the wrapping, uh, as it were, yeah, they like, uh, they, have, out, they have prime that... real estate to like revisit some, yeah, yeah. Ground. Take that, like those four digivolutions in a row. Do a four way digivolution. Uh, take out the um, attempted DNA digivolution, and then use that time, <laughs> like that, yeah. like like maybe minute and a half, to have something of like Cody and TK in the kitchen, where even TK can be like, hey, like, this is just, like, what happened with my brother, and, like, they have, like, a little talk about, like, Joe and Matt, and, like, then they talk about, like, oh, Blackboard Graham on the Destiny Stones, can we do this? And it's like, boom, you have something, but... Yeah, I I think, like, even... It's funny that you mentioned the, like, extended evolution sequences, because for all the time that they take up, I still think that, like, with the room, that with the time that is remaining... Uh, if you took away those scenes and also the like the ending like cliffhanger as it were, you'd still have more than enough time to put something of any sort of like you know substance <laughs> into this episode. Yeah. Like I still think we'd be giving it a giving it a bit of a uh, a kicking for like having five literally like five minutes or so of evolution sequences, but you know that is better than what we got. So. You know, there's, 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 yeah, the whole thing's just undercooked to begin with, uh, without those, like, without, without the editing errors, I would say. Like, yeah. Whoever, and God knows who thought that was, that was, um, because, like, ultimately, you know, this isn't like a dub cool. change where it's like, <laughs> oh, like, they, they messed up the script and sort of made it funnier instead of made it serious. This is a problem from the top, from the very beginning. Yeah. This yeah, is a yeah. problem. From when it was made for the sub, like it's it's a problem all the way down. It's like that's the issue. Like, and of course, you know what? They are probably overworked. They probably had a great idea and it just didn't come out in execution, maybe because of time or something yeah, else. I mean, you know, but everyone... but, the, but the fact is, like, it's still a mess, and you're missing out on what could have been a good moment of of what should have been a good moment of character development to really assert that these two have like actually like truly bonded. Yeah, I mean, like, hey, Toei's name is on this. Like, I wouldn't, and they're the ones that would be the people, you know, putting the 
unrealistic deadlines or whatever or, or like poorly managing like they are the they are the producers of this show so like i would say you know it's as much you know i i'm happy to tear this episode down because ultimately it's tearing them down to the same extent as much as it is also naturally you know critiquing the animators and well not the animators but like the uh writers and so on or whoever yeah so it is you know the there's a lot of cooks that go into putting something like this together and um for one reason or another this was not a five-star meal <laughs> so you know we've got to we've got to call it like we see it don't we um yeah it's it's a shame but but yeah this is a bit of a flub and i think this is i think this is the the i think we are very much in the downward part of the downward spiral that i've been anticipating for this series <laughs> since like we started it so um we are very much past the peak we're very much into territory um which i think really is way more is way more evident next episode <laughs> which uh, which i think is uh, is bad in ways that this is bad in ways we haven't really seen yet i think i think this is I can't think of any one episode this series where it feels like they just forgot to do like proper character development in lieu of anything else. Like, like there's nothing here. This, this is a very insignificant episode. Um, it is in every sense of the word. Yeah. So, in in light of how insignificant this episode is, would you all like to know where the title comes from? Uh, what Steel Angel? No, the the, the or Stone title. Soup. Stone Soup. Uh, that, go for it. Like a mu- it's a musical reference, right? Uh, actually, it's like... a, a reference to a folk tale. Oh, okay. Okay. It's this uh, this European folk tale about um, socialism, basically. <laughs> where, um, nice. A bunch of so a, a couple of um, a couple of uh, travelers see a village, and everyone in the village is very selfish. They all have their own like food and crops and whatever, but they're not willing to share with each other. And so, as a result, they're all eating very flavorless meals because they all each only have one ingredient. So the two travelers set up a camp by the river. And make a little uh, campfire, and in that uh, over the campfire, they put a pot, and they put a rock in the pot, and then pour water in it. And someone's curious, and they go up to them and say, "What are you doing?" And they said, "Oh, we're making stone soup. It's the most delicious soup in the entire world, and everyone in the village will get some. Uh, but we just need one more thing. We just need a little bit of garnish um, to make it even better." And then one of the one of the villagers goes. Oh well, I want some of the best soup in the entire world. I'll I'll try that. And they give him a carrot. So they throw the carrot in the pot and uh, say, "Okay, when it's done cooking, you can take your turn, and uh, we'll give you some soup." And another villager goes up and goes, "Well, if he's having some soup, I want some soup too." And he gives him some seasoning. So now they have carrot and seasoning in the pot, and it keeps going that everyone else in the village gives over a little bit of ingredients that they have, uh, like some meat and some additional vegetables, uh, some bones for the broth. Etc. Until eventually they've got a full, extremely flavorful soup, and then they open the pot and they take the rock out and they give everyone a bit of the soup, and it is indeed delicious, but only because everyone provided the ingredients that they weren't willing to share before. So, I have no idea how that relates to this episode at all. But because I thought that they, was they all pitched in to make a soup, and also <laughs> there was a big sto- destiny stone in the soup, so you know. Oh, that's, that's true. Yeah. Hey, there we there go. We go. There okay. We go. Yeah. That, I yeah, mean, it all connects. This. Uh, yeah. Um. That was a much more positive story than I was expecting expecting when you <laughs> said it was about socialism, but, you know, there we go. Um, yeah, it's about how the only way everyone can be happy is if everyone shares what they have instead of hoarding it. Exactly, yeah. Don't, 
Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm I, also uh, sad that we didn't get like any deep Davis lore on like him knowing how to cook or something because he's like, how do you work the stove? And it's like, buddy, <laughs> you run, you're going to run a noodle empire. Like, how do you not know how to cook yet? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's, he's it not probably that does, he's got probably isn't surprise you that all these all those lines were dub exclusive. Yeah, I mean, like, I just thought <laughs> yeah. it would, I was like, oh, are we going to get some, like, deep Davis lore about how, like, he actually loves cooking and, like, Davis you lore. know, like, may maybe his awful family, like, does isn't a big fan of it, but he's just like, I'm going to cook anyways, because that's what I like to do. After, after it was, it was, it was after the third time they, they went to McDonald's without telling him and he had to cook for himself, <laughs> but he finally decided to actually learn how to do some good shit, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's how, that's how it be. Paul Davis. It really. Uh, also, this episode made me really want egg drop soup. Egg drop soup is so good, and just this entire episode being about like Chinese food, and then like the coda at the end of the next episode, also having much Chinese food was like I miss like going down to a nice Chinese restaurant and eating. Yeah, yeah. Especially, since, especially today, like we're recording on Lunar New Year. Um, Happy yeah, it's Lunar New Year! The... It's, it's it's today, right? Okay, cool. Yeah, it's making me miss the uh, the culture. I have a question. I've always known it to be called Chinese New Year. This year, I've seen it be called Lunar New Year everywhere. So, is uh, there, are, are those two different not, things? Or, or it's not it just look? for China. Like Korea celebrates it yep. as well. That's what I was. So, that's, that's what I was wondering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, in order to, um, avo I guess, avoid making it um, sinocentric, people have. Uh, kind of you know expanded the definition of it okay that's, that's smart yeah i mean that's that's obviously that is what it is so yeah it makes sense to call it call it what it is yeah uh, no no it's interesting i've just i've just never seen it called that before and then suddenly this year it was like boom out of nowhere um so yeah the more you know happy lunar new okay. year to those of you who celebrate it yeah it'll be, it'll be a week late by the time you're listening to this but we're recording this on the day so hope yeah. you so all have a wonderful year of the ox it's the it's the thought that counts. Yeah. It's, it's like Saint it's like Saint Patrick's Day where like I think everyone just kind of like commemorates the occasion to some extent or another, <laughs> regardless of whether or not they actually like have any. Uh, I was going to say any horse in the race. I don't know why I use that metaphor. Um, you know what I mean? Like it's it's just something that everyone's sort of aware of, even if they've not they've not got like um, East Asian family or whatever. So yeah, interesting. Um, you learn something every week listening to the DigiNovaCast. Or more more likely, you, I learn something every week being on this, but it's stuff that people already <laughs> we, know because like they're the, smarter than me. <laughs> can we get like the, the more you know sound effect in there for whenever we drop a fun yeah. fact? <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I can do. Excellent, thank you. You're you're the master editor. Uh, let's go with that. Oh, right, so oh, I think... but, uh, but, but, but podcasts only take like you know they can just do it overnight. It's not actually yeah, zero yeah. work. According... As as, as Adam like Devine has taught them. I just I just like to keep it for for five extra days in the oven just because. <laughs> yeah, you just <laughs> just, just boom. Just bang, hey. zip zap, zip just zap zoom. Just wasting your time. Terrible. Kablamo. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a that was a thing going around on Twitter from someone being like, "Oh, podcasts are so easy to make. You just do uh, it." Adam, Adam Levine, right? Uh, no, Adam Devine. Adam Devine. I don't know who these people. He's the are. guy off of Pitch Perfect and Workaholics. And, uh, workaholics. Yeah. yeah, Workaholics. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was the the, Not the movie from the Five Voice. guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
so now okay now i'm more mad that's funny if it was just if it was a dumb like musician dude i'd be like okay whatever but now i'm just more mad at some schmuck being like podcasting's easy it's like buddy i'm sure i spend like two hours crying every week i'm sure his producer like read that and just like screamed into a pillow for a few seconds yeah as as he's as he's uh, dragging in the the Casper pillow uh, audio track for the ad. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Okay. All right. All right yeah, thirty seven. Yeah, I think we've or... about tapped out this episode as yeah. much as we can. <laughs> Talking about workaholics now, so yeah, let's uh, let's let's move. Uh, well, uh, hold on. Let me check. Um, I think we yeah we've covered everything. Uh, sorry about that. We've I've, got I've, everything. I've, I'm yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just checks the chart that says things to cover. It's like yep, we got yeah. it all. Notes yep. I made. Uh, we covered. We covered the feet. We covered Duff Gardens. We covered uh, Aru, Aru Karaman. Uh Yeah, we can. We can move on. We can move on. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, thirty-seven. Then, uh, Scrafty, I believe you're taking the reins on this one. Uh, yes. So, this episode is, in English is called Kyoto Dragon, and in uh, Japanese is called uh, Gigantic Ultimate Chinglongman, and. Oh boy, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this like the Cliff Notes version because there's like a huge exposition dump that I don't wanna spend forever talking about because I'm, I'm sure we're gonna just dissect it later. But so they, they fight the Blackboard Greymon in front of the Destiny Stone, you know, with the help of Shakoman, who just formed for the first time, also uh, Tapirmon and Digitamon who are jumping in to keep Arakenimon and Mummymon busy. But just when things seem most dire, the Digitestin get the idea to move the Destiny Stone with their D3s. So they try to do that, and it causes this gigantic Azure Dragon to burst out of it, fly into the sky. It's the same one that they saw previously when Destiny Stones were destroyed. And he is known as Azulong Mon, or Qinglong Mon in Japanese. And he is the Guardian of the East, one of the four sovereigns of the digital world, and the Guardian of the Spheres of Light and Hope. So he basically just tells Black Wargamon to screw off, and that his destiny is not to, to bully people. Backward Grandmon says, well, no, you're my ultimate opponent. This is what I've been doing it for. And jumps at him, and he just kind of shines some light in his eyes. <laughs> Almost like a like you're squirting a naughty cat with a squirt bottle. <laughs> and so Backward Grandmon takes his ball and goes home. And then Azulangmon turns to the kids and just like gives this huge exposition dump about how he was being affected by the control spires and he was sealed him and the other sovereigns were sealed away long ago by the dark masters and the only way to release them was for the original digidestins to sacrifice their their crests which completely contradicts what we were told earlier but whatever i'm past caring at this point and that light and hope are the strongest elements in the battle against darkness which will will is not the truth in fact and will not be <laughs> true moving forward i have no idea why he says this and then does a bunch of quips jokes about jenai and then buggers off to leave everyone kind of confused and I guess like at least they know that they have a purpose but they're not really sure what the purpose is they're just like I guess we'll just keep an eye on things so they go back to the real world and it seems like there's a control a control spire in the real world and Davis is like well that's kind of weird and then the episode ends (laughs) you you forgot where they also get some awesome uh, pork buns I didn't forget it I chose to omit it (laughs) A man who does not have a pork bun is not a whole man. Uh, pork bun vendor from <laughs> yeah. Sleeping Dogs. Twenty. There we go. God. I, Twelve. Twelve. I, yeah. I wish. Uh... Hashtag pick up the pest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish Weisham was in this game. That'd be so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I wish Weisham was real. Weish- <laughs> yeah. I wish Weisham was my dad. 
Wei Shen is is really is my friend. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I want okay, I want Wei Shen to to take Black War Greymon and like slam like the shutter like the win- like the window shutter down on him. <laughs> Look, okay, here's the deal. This episode stuck so hard that we just immediately pivoted talk- talking about sleepy dogs for like you know vibe related reasons like it is obviously much better to talk about uh united front and square enix's uh 2012 uh crime match and masterpiece than it is to talk about this episode which is a uh, big load of shit so yeah i, can't, I cannot what, what? stand I this sleep- episode sleeping dogs Sorry. is a better mad like a better max pain game than most of the max pain games like yeah. I, don't, think... I don't know about that because I haven't played Max Payne. I just know I like it a whole lot. It's about a GTA than than most of the GTAs I've played. Oh, that way. absolutely! Like it does, it does half of Rockstar's oove better than Rockstar themselves does. <laughs> like it. So people, what people yeah. like about Max Payne is the you know the the uh, serious crime drama stories and the ability to um, fire two guns whilst jumping through the air in slow motion. And yes. Sleepy Dogs has both of those. And yeah, it does yeah. it better than those games. So like, it also has some guns, really good radio stations. Yeah, it's true. Yes, guns aren't great in that game. Honestly, I, I feel, but like the the fact that it has decent melee combat, I think that GTA has never had, is makes makes up for it. One hundred percent. It also has yeah. something very important that GTA never has. Emma Stone. <laughs> That's maybe one of the worst parts of the game. <laughs> I just, I think it's so. Um, like, although, this... although props, props to pop, props to Emma Stone for appearing in a game set in Hong Kong and actually playing a white person. Yeah, unlike the time she played an Asian person in a live action movie. <laughs> Wait, did she exactly. play a white person in Sleeping Dogs? I thought she also yeah. played an Asian person. No, she was a tourist. She, she, she was like one of the girlfriends, and and she played. Uh, you know, she was like, yeah, she was a, she was blonde. It was weird. Yeah, she had oh, she was wow, a tourist. Okay. In, in Hong Kong, and then to, in the movie Aloha, she actually played in uh, like I think a Vietnamese woman, and uh, she will never live that down, and I will never let her live that down. Good, she <laughs> yeah, doesn't she, deserve to live that just, down. She, she basically just did like she did a You Only Live Twice, but like forty years after that film came out, like she just <laughs> you know, God, right? We need to talk about this episode. We need to talk about uh, so the most notable do we, do thing we about have this episode. To? Do we have to talk about ha- it? I mean, we do because there is a lot to talk about. Azulongmon does the Mewtwo line from the first Pokemon movie. He literally oh, talks about the circumstances of your birth. <laughs> yeah. He literally uh, does the, the Mewtwo line to Black War Greymon. Yeah, this this whole exposition dump, it's like it's half recap because 50% of it is things we already know and reuse animation. So like I yeah. legit just started checking my phone in the middle of this exposition dump because none of it was interesting or original. Oh, if, so yeah. if you were checking your phone, you missed the part where all the footage was just sped up like No, I, I saw that. That's why like I took up my phone. <laughs> Just like you just have like characters just going like whoop, like it's like their bloody uh, you know, quicksilver or something. Like it just it's just ridiculous. Um, it's like it's like those people who play like who say, oh, I watched it on Netflix at like at like uh, 150% speed, and I'm like, you're out of your mind. Um, but, but apparently, apparently, the same people edited these edited this scene because like it must have been like this in the sub as well. I'm Cut. guessing like there was no. There was no dual version here, which like sped up the footage. Oh yeah, it's the, the same on the sub. Yeah, but okay. what the dub has that the sub doesn't is insufferable quips every three seconds. Like, I have no problem with the the corniness of the most of the jokes in the dub. Like, obviously, like they went a bit overboard in zero two, as we know, and as we know, like you know, Bucolts and Nemo were kind of forced to do. Um, but they're mostly charming. I don't think this character is one that should be quipping so much. Like every second line of his mouth is a is a joke this- that doesn't land. Azula, okay, Azula, I, Azula, I have, Azula, to, I have to agree with you, but also, 
uh, the quips are the only thing that kept me like from just awake. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's the only thing that kept me from just like screaming at how so this I was, was. I was like, I was struggling to pay attention to this, and I think a Zulong Mon's like random like uh, you know quips is 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 very quips makes it sound nice. He's kind of just a straight up asshole about these kids yeah. that he you know he is he is essentially god in this moment like they're just quizzing god on like the nature of the universe and so on but like he he know he knows them far too well in terms of like he's like here you ask more questions than cody it's like okay one does is cody actually that inquisitive that's more of a, like an easy thing and then and then and and two uh you know chill out He's, you know, as long man in this scene, he's like the one like guy on Twitter who like follows you, but you don't follow, you don't follow them, <laughs> and and then, but then occasionally they'll just like chime in with some like banter, but like he's he's over, over really familiar like, rudeness. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like you're just being a dick because like we're not friends. Like you just follow me on yeah, Twitter. Like that it's that one. It's that one picture that gets uh, recirculated every few years. Like I'm not sure what show it is, but it's from some classic Supo. It's as told by Ginger. Okay, yeah, I've never the seen Nickelodeon that one. Nickelodeon classic. It's, it's a classic Supo one, yeah, and like it's someone holding out like a, a fork with a piece of meat on it, and uh, the girl's like leaning away from it, and the meat says uh, "overly familiar rudeness." Yeah, I've not seen that. It's a it's a good image. I can't believe this this, this episode is so friggin' dull i would rather describe memes verbally than talk about this episode <laughs> but but like, like I, I, no, honestly this episode is like uh, amazing in like Zulongmon is here to basically just like he, he so i don't know there, there were parts in this which i find could be interesting so like i remember when we spoke about izzy's explanation about how like the kids all get up gave up their crests in between Digimon Adventure and, and Adventure 02. I didn't think that on the face of it was too bad. I, d- I do agree with a lot of the criticisms that you both had about it being kind of like just out of nowhere or like kind of, kind of you know, kind of negating the impact of the original series' ending a fair bit. Um, but so, the, but I, I don't know. I found, the, I found the concept of them giving up the crests like form a barrier or whatever. I don't know. I didn't find, I didn't find that egregious in any way. This I follows did, up on that because the crests are real. Yeah, we've we've been we've been through that. We've <laughs> we've been through that, and I, I I agree with that. I agree with that absolutely. But as it as it were, it was just kind of like, well, okay, it's a plot device, fine, whatever. Just you know, it's not it's not like I can suspend my criticism, I suppose, of it or whatever. I don't know. Point is, this follows up on that, and you know, it kind of explains. It does some like retcons to like the Dark Masters arc, and I'm just thinking this would have been interesting stuff to have in the original Dark Masters arc. You can't really go back now, and at this point it's like a year later, a year a year after the Dark Masters arc happened, and say, oh by the way, all this happened in the background. Like this is kind of this kind of thing that you probably should have had in the original show if it was going to matter, or you should have like. At the very least, you should have like threaded it into this show better, because all we've had so far is like the brief glimpses of a Zulongmon when like the when like the Destiny Stones have been have been destroyed the one time, which is like a few episodes ago, so which isn't good enough. It's it's just very, again, very flimsy, very poorly thought out, very very sort of rushed and last minute and so on. As as with all the plot plot elements of this show, um, but. I don't know. You can't just do it in like a law law dump. It's just not. 
good. <laughs> like it's, and it's boring because it's just all at once. Like you're trying to, you mixed it in with all this other stuff about like the nature of like, I, I don't think we needed the explanation again of like why armor, armor, like Digivolution exists. Like, I think we got it the first time. The control spires are dark energy or whatever. They stop digivolving from happening. Fine. Whatever. That's fine. The armor the armor forms us to get around that. They already explained that apparently it was used long ago to let people digivolve when darkness or whatever. Like, and, and they're talking about the balance of the universe, like it's Star Wars or something. And I'm just like, just, just, no. I don't know. Like, it, that's, the, that's the funny thing. So much ex- exposition in this scene, but a lot of it is completely unnecessary because they've already done a lot of it. And in way more simple, easy-to-follow terms that don't get in the way of the story and the characters. It's just baffling. Yeah, I just... I know I, I sound like a broken record. I just don't have much to say about this. I'm, I'm tired of getting <laughs> mad at this show. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't have the energy. Like I just hear everything. That, like, I hear this big exposition. And I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Like obviously, it's just a, it's just an excuse as to why they they can't use their, um, you know, their ultimate forms. And like, whatever. If that's what has to happen for the story to work, that whatever. I'm I'm okay. I can do whatever. Like, do they? Do they? Can they now use the ultimate forms? No, that's going to be in an upcoming episode. Okay. Uh, spoilers. But yeah, I remember you, not yet. Maybe you tell. I mean, you tell him like sort of foreshadowing that like, there was going to be some dumb, some dumb. I think I think what you were what you were hinting at has already happened, which is the explanation about the crests and the magic force field or whatever. I, I, I think you were explaining why they can't go ultimate. Um, but okay, I look forward to that because I know Angie and I know Angie Woman comes back, and obviously like you have Imperial Jumon on the way as well, so that has to happen somehow. So anyway. Yeah, I think I think the thing that pushed this over the edge for me was like them talking about TK and Kari's like crests and why they're special because it honestly just felt like like they wrote in the line about how like the kids could collect like we we needed new Digidestins who could collect you know who could carry the power of the eggs and use those to Digimon the Digi draft he just talked and, about how they were drafted for the <laughs> Digimon War and then and then they're like oh wait shit TK and Kari are in this scene. <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. So they were like, oh, you guys are extra special. Which, like, honestly, fair enough, because, like, they have been special throughout the show. Like, you know, between yeah. Angimon and Angiwoman and, and all this stuff. Like, yeah, okay, fair enough. But, like, okay, for one thing, they haven't been special in this series, really. <laughs> been kind of shit in this series. So, yeah. you know. So, so much deal? of this episode is just explaining why we should care about things that we kind of already are supposed to care about. So I don't really understand why it's delivered in the way that it is. Like, yeah, like, he talks about, yeah, like, you know, you two are the most important in the battle against light, against darkness. It's like, they're not, though. Like, they weren't the first time, and they're not going to be the second time, either. They're scrubs. Like, they, they probably should have been, and again, I've made my pitch several times for the TK and Kari version of the show. <laughs> they probably should have been, but the fact is, the fact is, is that Davis and Ken are there, and, and at this point, they're more likable characters. Because, like, they've done kind of, like, They've kind of made TK into like a weirdo, and they've made Kari kind of. Well, Kari's Kari's fine actually, but like she Kari's, she's, she's a Kari's bit, a she's sort a bit of dull. non-character. She's a bit dull, but like she's, she's not plain. like or anything. Yeah, she's she's you know she's she's fine, but TK TK just seems like a strange a, a stranger compared to compared to even when he was like at the beginning of the show. He just he, he just feels way off now. So 
yeah, that's been and gone. Davidson Ken are very likable characters, so fair enough. But you can't then go around and say like, all oh, this. It just felt like it feels like not even the first draft. It just feels like a stream of consciousness on the writer's part. <laughs> so it's just really, it's just really weird, really really weird decision to leave this exposition in. You know, okay, funny, I need to give a sort of hot it, take. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, no, okay, right. My, I'll just I'll just go I'll just ahead, go ahead and then I'll, and I'll go. Uh, yeah, I don't think this is going to lead anywhere else. But like in Last Evolution, there's a lot of talk about like the age of the Digidestined and how that affects things. Like TK, which which makes sense. Like TK and Kari are younger than the rest of the Digidestined. Ergo, it makes sense that they their their power or something would perhaps extend. You know, will probably stick around a bit longer than their older kids. I don't know. Like that would have made more sense. Like. You know, the older they are, the the power wanes with time. Why not? Like, just just say something like that. Like, say, hey, they're still they were the youngest of the original digestions, so they were able to hold on to their power. I don't know. Just something like that would make more sense, rather than trying to big them up as like, you know, special in their own in their own way. Because like Tommy and Matt were special in their own way in the original show, not not TK and Kari. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. What were you What were you saying? Sorry. No, it's. I'm just gonna say my hot take is that I kind of don't mind the lore. Like, I think it's an interesting idea to like expand like on like the building blocks of a of of the world. If you get what I mean, like it's like I because the digital world is like the core of this. Like, I mean, like obviously, like the core of this is like as we've said, like, we consider the core of the show to be the, like, the character moments, and, like, those are, and, like, the development and the relationships between characters, but, like, in terms of in-universe, like, the digital world is, like, sort of, like, still a mystery in a way, so in a way, I'm interested in hearing about it, but I like it more when it's, like, Izzy's on his laptop in Edamon's weird pyramids, like, moving like diagrams of the earth together to to look at the digital world like that's like like stuff that's like uncovered by like the characters in neat but when god comes from the sky to be like hey you guys want to see some flashbacks then it's like okay like no no i'm checked out okay let's <laughs> it's a wrap hey, i'm god i'm god i'm gonna tell you about shit that already happened that you already knew about and also i'm just gonna like roast you fuckers <laughs> Yeah, See, Chalmon only... roasts, but Azulongmon roasts. Get it? Because you Chalmon <laughs> yeah, like, is the firebird. That was and, I, and that fire roasts. That, that was better than any joke in this episode. You get Honestly, it? I can't, I can't remember the names of the other sovereign. <laughs> like we'll get back to it. Sorry, Tamers has a lot of like difficult names to remember. Like I will freely admit that. Yeah, the, That's on me. The one. That's on me. The one so, thing this episode yeah. does right is it, it sets up. Tamers really well, so that Tamers does, doesn't have to do as much exposition when we get yeah. there. But I think it, I think I think Tamers introduces stuff well, so like it just it just does it more way more like naturally and like oh it's absolutely, better written. Yeah. The characters are human beings all the time. <laughs> like yeah, they don't, they don't like, have to spend the, the two full episodes. The, yeah, the dub respects the show as well. Like you know that's because I think at this moment, like I think uh, not not to like denigrate Nimoy and and. and uh, Bob, I always forget his last name. Sorry, Bob Bucolts. Bob Bucolts, There we go. Apologies. Um, not to denigrate Nemo and Bucolts, but like they obviously have their moments where they're just like watching this. Sh- they're reading the scripts or whatever. They're just like, "This is shit," <laughs> like, and they and they let it show in the dubs because there's some like really like 
like sort of snide jokes sometimes that do fall into fall in there. It's not necessarily that happens all the time, but it does happen. And I think it shows in this episode. I think this episode is one where they're like they're kind of just realizing they've got a bit of a stinker on their hands and they're they are um, acting accordingly, let's say. <laughs> so I don't know, like I think Tamers benefits from like having a crew which has better material, so it, they don't feel the need to do that. In fact, it has a really good material, so like they're able to, you know, not get in the way of that with with dubs. Like, I remember the sovereigns in Tamers being like really sort of like aggressive and and like, but like not aggressive, sorry, but like intimidating. I they're, they're territorial, yeah, yeah. As yeah. Yong Monk in this could be like that, but he just comes across as like halfway between like Jedi and. Well, I don't know. He's like Jedi, but like he's like Jedi being kind of Jedi, but God, weird asshole. Weirdly enough, then, I think the voice yeah, actor might have something to do with it because in in Tamers, he's voiced by um, Michael McConaughey, who's got like a very good like Elder God type of voice. Um, he actually, right. I think he's actually one of the um, yeah, he voices Steph in Street Fighter Five, uh, Four and Five. So it's got, like the good like you know. Final boss type of voice, whereas in this episode he's voiced by David Lodge, um, who I know best—at least I know best—from being the <laughs> the guy obsessed with food from Dark Dreams Don't Die, the masterpiece. Oh, for Forest oh. Case. Yeah, Forest Case and from Dark Dreams Don't Die. Huh. Interesting. The guy uh, who says clam chowder every other line. I am chowder. Uh, David Lodge <laughs> in Digimon also voiced Puppetmon. Oh yeah, oh, I forgot he was that as well. Yeah, but he got like he had like the really high pitched voice. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't obvious in this episode or anything from listening to Zulong one, but 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 yes, I remember. Puppet Mon was a good, well, yeah, Puppet Mon was a fun performance, like a lot of the other villain Digimon. So yeah, in this he just has, yeah, I, don't know. I like his Honestly, Mon's this... design. I think it's a cool design, but like, it just, oh yeah, it just kind of he is so by... cool. But he's so boring as well. Like he opens his mouth, he opens his mouth to talk, and then suddenly it's just like, "Dude, shut up!" <laughs> like he just has nothing of interest or like likable. He has no likable things to say. He has no interesting things to say. So what's the point? Like the dude's eyes are the same size as Black War Greymon. Like dude is massive. Like the scale is like the scale of like how he's like going through the clouds and like wrapping through is actually something i find really cool from an aesthetic point because yeah it's he is like infinite basically like he is like yeah. like how large he is is like incomprehensible almost and i think that's like yeah, a really but... ni- nice idea for a character who is literally god this the, the scale in, on show in general in this episode is something they clearly had a lot of fun with because like I didn't realize Shikumon Shikumon was like this as large as it is like he he's ginormous like he's, he's, he's a big boy he, yeah mm-hmm. the, the thing he does at the beginning of the episode is like uh, Black War Greymon throws a and this is probably my favorite part of the episode like he just throws a terror destroyer at at them and Shikumon just eats it basically <laughs> <laughs> and it's really it's really fun like it's it makes it makes a good first impression like i came out of this thinking shikumon was a lot was like a lot a lot cooler than i remember it being um yeah so, you know props to them for that they sold they sold those toys uh, i, I, I guess. actually um, i actually really like that battle like even though they end up getting beaten there's cool stuff like the like the um his shield getting broken and stuff like that like it was actually kind of cool even though black or Greymon, yeah. of course is That's right, black yeah. or Greymon and has to win like 
And also, like, the body horror aspect of, like, Blackwood Greymon leaking yeah, is so, cool. like, creepy, but I love it. Yeah. I was actually surprised they kept that, that in the dub, too. Like, I, th I thought for sure they would cut it. Yeah, it's so weird. And then I'm like, I'm like, this is gross, but it is, it is awesome. Like, I want to see this because it's so cool. They've shown enough of, like, the other, like, black controls by Digimon, like, being, like, basically, you know, having their skin fall off, as it were, and then, like, showing, like, the ju just, like, the silhouette, almost, version of them, which is, like, just the control spire, but, like, moulded into their form before, like, they disintegrate. Like, I think I think they showed enough of that where they were probably like, okay, we can do this and, like, people will understand what's happening here without it just seeming like he's got, like, puncture wounds all over his body or something. Like, which <laughs> technically does, but it's not blood or anything, you know? It's not gore, per se. It's like oil. Um, yeah, but I, 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 I like, I think that's probably how that came about. Regardless, I'm glad that they, they did and that, that I thought those scenes were cool. I also really liked that after... Shakumon eats the Terror Destroyer. It's not like he tries to do it again or something or do something stupid like that. He's just like, okay, well, I'll just kill you guys the old fashioned way then. And he just like does it. There's like a decent, there's like some cool like CQC scenes with him just like manhandling Selfiemon and, uh, and uh, Peildramon. And there's the scene, yeah, where he, um, Shakumon shoots the like spin, like the spinning blades or whatever they're supposed to be at, at, um, Black War Greymon and Black War Greymon actually uses his shield, which I think is something we've never seen War Greymon do. Yeah, I feel like so he's that was crafty. Cool. Yeah, like he's using the tools on display. Like we, yeah, I don't think I ever remember seeing Black uh, War Greymon use the shield. So that's cool. Also, it's, it's really stuff, cheesy. So... But starting off with Black War Greymon, like get out of my way or else, and then being like, we choose else, and then. Uh, at like a little bit later, they're like, "Okay, well, stop now or else." And then Black Warrior is like, "I choose or else." And I'm like, "This is so cool! <laughs> I'm marking out. It's so dumb." Yeah, well, you, yeah, it's like they just. Have I'm the I'm appeased very easily by stuff What's like a, that. There's like the line. There's like the line at the episode, ep end of the previous episode where they're like, "Oh, uh, it's called it's called saving the world." Have you ever heard of it before? And I'm just like, "Oh," and then I'm like, "Oh yeah, you guys, you you kids are definitely like 11." <laughs> It is, uh, it is very obvious that you are... Yeah, it is, <laughs> it is very accurate writing for children, because they're all dumb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just... Yeah, it's really funny. Um, speaking of... So that, that uh, was I, wanted, I just cool. want to shout out one more line I really loved. Speaking of, Go like, ahead. children being stupid, of uh, Davis being like, Destiny Stones will break my bones, but you guys are losers. And Mummy Mom's just saying, oh, that's clever. Did you write it yourself? As, like, they're running off is the funniest <laughs> thing. <laughs> that was funny. And then at the scene where, like, Abu Kenny Mom's just like, Oh, uh, we'll be back to kick your ass later, basically, or whatever she says. <laughs> yeah, did, she's did, like, she, like if you look in the background, like you can see her like literally like walk backwards out of frame, and I thought that was like a really funny thing. I'm like, oh, that's great. Like she's just like <laughs> just gonna sneak out of here, gonna sneak out of here. Don't mind me. Don't attack me. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 that, so those moments are good. I think I think it really does just derail itself immediately once a long one shows up and like you have black war greymon who is kind of like my goal is to destroy you but it's like i, I kind of almost wish that like it would have been a really fun moment if black black war greymon was like he, he kind of is humbled here because like he just try to attack and just gets like you know I, i'm not even sure what exactly happens but like he obviously fails to like hurt azulongmon in the slightest um i 
I think it would have been nice if you'd just been like completely humbled and like he just show he just sees this thing show up and he's just like Oh. Okay. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, I thought I was hot shit, but as it turns out, there's a gigantic <laughs> snake colossus like <laughs> just floating in front of me and I'm probably yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, go that... <laughs> gonna find that flower. Yeah, like the funniest part of the episode for me was when Black War Grandma charges at him and he just does this like this extremely like understated little like flash of light, like a camera flash almost, and it just yeah. blows him back. Yeah, it, that was that was fun, and I almost wish he'd like they'd either gone down that route of him just like realizing he was effed, or just like having his wrong one just completely wreck his shit. As it is, he's just kind of like he basically just like flicks him away like a fly, more or less. Yeah, like um, like I said, it in the it's, kind of, it's kind of fun in its own way. It legit feels like escorting a naughty cat with a bottle. <laughs> it's, I, the, I, it's the it's yeah. the uh, <laughs> I'm in danger moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I do I do feel like. I can't remember if Black War Greymon shows up again after this, because in the end he of this does. episode he, he just he, he will he does yeah he he kind of just like opens a portal to like nowhere in particular and and, and just walks through it. <laughs> or flies yeah, that was kind of weird. Very, He's just like Bye it's a very guys. strange ending. Yeah, it's a very very strange ending. I'm guessing it's got something to do with the control spire at the end of the episode, but I'm also I, again at this point there is nothing I remember about this until we get to the point where. Um, uh, my just one shows up at the end for no reason. <laughs> I just can't remember anything else about the show uh, b- between now and that moment. So, um, I yeah, I'm in for I'm in for the ride. I'm in, I'm in it for I'm in it for the for the fun of it at this point. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Blackwall Grimmon um, though doesn't. Not, I, don't know, I don't get it. I think the reason that like the end the conclusion this episode kind of bugs me is that it just makes the entire arc we just sat through feel so useless. Where it's like, oh, it doesn't matter the Destiny <laughs> Stone got destroyed. I'll just plant new ones. It's like you can do that. It's like, yeah, whatever. Oh, that's true. This, okay, yeah. That's I fun. this makes me have a question. Like, yes. Okay, so it might uh, be sorry, I need, I, I need to go on. My question is that because there's like what like seven Destiny Stones, I think. Uh, we and. The tricky part with this is that we don't know, like, where in the digital world they're going. Like, when they go there, like, it's it's stated at one point early on in the Digimon Emperor arc that they go to the server arc, to the server continent. But we don't know where besides that, like, they've been going, like, to and from. Does that mean, like, there are other Destiny Stones on other continents, like, for the other Sovereigns? Like, is this how this works? Like, or is Azulongmon, like, I get the Destiny Stones and you losers get nothing? <laughs> like Possibly. like it's it's uh, yeah that's a good like question. maybe it's just me like it's probably just me thinking this way too much but i'm just like okay well like how does it work for the other sovereigns like like we aren't going to see them in this series i know that but like what uh, yeah it just makes it, it makes the they're bringing like location into like into into uh relevance for the digital world in a way that it really hasn't been before now like places have had like names and stuff like they had the server continent they had the had file island obviously uh you know but then it kind of didn't uh, since then it's not really mattered where they are in the digital world or anything like that they've just kind of been in the digital world and you know there's various locations they visit but there's no like sense of place or anything like that and now suddenly you've got a northwest east and south it's just like, okay, so like, yeah, it, it raises a lot of questions, which the show is obviously not going to answer. Um, and yeah, it just makes it feel weird. And I tell you what, it also yeah, there's, just really... there's there's like two other continents that are like actual like 
notable locations. Like we've yeah. only seen File Island and Server, as far as I can tell. Like, so like, yeah. what does this mean for the rest of the the, the, the Digimon Sovereign? Like, it is so yeah. confusing you know what, to me now. You know what would be cool is if it was like because I know the world tours coming up. Sorry, I, t- I I talk about stuff that I don't remember anything until the end of the show. Now, obviously, no, I do remember the world tour. I wonder if that has something to do with the nature of like the because obviously they're in the east in the real world as well. If you look at like a western map, you know, obviously Japan's in the east and so on. and um and you know so. The north would be Europe, the south would be Africa, the west would be the United States. Like, um, so I don't know. Maybe that ties into it or something that I can't remember. But I don't think it does. Um, I think the world tour stuff is mostly unconnected to that like whole nature of the Digimon world now having like place as a as a relevant part of it. So, um. Yeah, again, yeah, just just like throwing shit at the wall. I think it, I think is probably just what's going on here. Uh, and again, going back, it, obviously, it ties into the the whole thing with the like the legend of, you know, the the mythical legend or whatever. But like, it, you know, it doesn't really. I don't think it says anything about that stuff. It's just kind of like, oh, it's like that thing. You know, it doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't say anything. It's not commentary on like mythos or religion or anything. It's just. It's not even like saying that, like, oh, the digital world, like, you know, this part's based on a Wikipedia article on, you know, Japanese mythology or whatever it is. You know, it's it's not like it's gonna, yeah. There's like nothing here. I don't know. It it just feels meaningless. I've got a question unrelated to that. Go Sorry, this it. came to me slow. Why you why you were saying your point, and I've I've got to get it out of here. This... No, go, go for it. I'm, my point's done, basically. It's just that I don't understand stuff that's no, going that's... on because I'm a dummy, but I also need answers. Well, this is very much on that in, in that same vein because at the end of... Okay, so Blackwall Greymon destroyed all the other Destiny Stones. And at the end here, the kids are like, oh, we need to move this uh, Destiny Stone. So they use their D3s, which they just magically realize they can do like it's just yeah they just they, they, i know they have the jimmy neutron blame blast in what simultaneously and they what's that is that the can... script <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah it's like hey tk found the script in his back pocket and and then told everyone they can move it they can move the d <laughs> move the d uh, the mysteries oh my god move the destiny stone with the d3 so they do that and then a long man appears I'm confused about what the difference is between what they did and what would have happened if Blackwall Greymon just blew it up. Because as far as I'm concerned, the whole thing that was going to happen if Blackwall Greymon destroyed the Mystery Stone, <laughs> Destiny Stone, the Destiny Stone. You're this is a bit. You're doing it as a bit now. <laughs> I'm not doing it on purpose. I'm just I'm just that ill. Okay, the <laughs> Destiny Stone. If it were destroyed, if the last one was destroyed, blah blah or Greymon, it would have released Azulongmon. Because we saw Azulongmon before in like the the light that was shown when like one of the other Destiny Stones was, was destroyed. You saw Azulongmon suggesting that whatever this thing is in the in the light is going to be freed eventually when all the all the Destiny Stones are destroyed. That's a that's a fair conclusion to make, I think. And that's what happens here. Sorry, that is what happens here. So, what's the difference between what the kids did and what Black what Black Wall Greyman would have done? 
I think that's part of the central problem of this stretch of episodes is we do not we have no idea what the stakes are. Like, yeah. There's no yes, concept of, of what's at stake. Like because the last episode, apparently it wasn't urgent enough that, you know, they couldn't stop for food first. But yeah, in this episode they treat it like it's a life or death thing. And yeah, we we don't know what happens because the kids were told, or at least they they weren't told, they assumed that if all the Destiny Stones are destroyed, it'll throw out the balance of the two worlds and they'll collapse yeah. it on each other. The only the only thing giving but, them that impression is the fact that Arukenimon and Mummymon wanted to destroy them. <laughs> you thought, oh, they wanted to destroy them. That must be a bad thing. Like, which okay. Which you know, uh, fair assumption, but Yeah, I mean like sure. you would assume like, hey, people want bad people want to destroy the things. It's probably gonna be pretty bad if they do that, so we should probably stop them. But theoretically, uh God just pops out and uh insults you for half an hour. <laughs> God just talk shit about you instead, which like maybe that's what maybe they were just like, oh, if we if we destroy these stones, then this gigantic snake god will appear and just talk shit about Cody, um, and then Mummy Mons are like, oh yes, we must do that. That sounds like a great time. And then like, we'll, we'll tell the kids. Yeah, to you. I was like, I never, I never liked that Cody. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a little shit, but also like I wouldn't really. I won't pay. I won't pay too much mind to like the whims of like a woman who takes a bath fully clothed in, on like the side of a on the side of a cliff. So you know, I, I think I think they probably shouldn't have put. Too I would. <laughs> she seems like she's probably she's probably not all there. If you know what I mean, like I think you can just probably leave her to do her thing, and I don't know. Occasionally you'll fight her. Like that's the thing. They are basically just Team Rocket. They are Jesse and James. Like. I would not worry about them destroying the world. I would worry about them maybe, like, you know, sneaking up on you and putting Patamon in a sack and running away with it, maybe. Like, I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> worry about them, like, destroying the world. So, it's just a very, very strange, like, amount of, like, um, confidence that they put in Arakenimon and Mummymon that they know what they're doing. Um, yeah, point it's, to that, of course, being it's very much unearned. <laughs> Yeah, yeah exactly. to to say the least. Yeah, to say the least. Anyway, the I'm already of, tired the, of talking about this episode. This this episode drains me. <laughs> uh, I will say I have one <laughs> okay, thing to say. Um, uh, there was a a line uh that was subtitled. Uh, it is the point where uh, Azulon Mama was like, if if Izzy wasn't smart, he'd be well, he'd be Ty, and my subtitle said he'd be Todd. And that's what I heard it as, and I was, I was like, "Who's talk?" I'm like, "Is this like a joke?" Like, did like the secret Justin? I was like, "Dude, do Jeff and Bob like hate some coworker named like Todd?" If like this is like their way of getting back at him, it's like if Izzy, yeah, if he wasn't smart, then he'd he'd make Skyrim. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's all I have. Sorry, <laughs> I was like, I was thinking that's... Todd from The Simpsons, Todd from Pokemon <laughs> Snap, um, Todd from Skyrim. There we go. Yeah, Todd, Got from, it. Todd, Todd from Skyrim. Todd, Todd from Skyrim. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I'm bored of oh, this God. episode. Let's he... let's move on. From, from Skyrim, <laughs> he was born, and from Skyrim, he must return. Yes, he's I, not allowed. I, he's I, not allowed to, to sleep until Skyrim sells a brilliant copy. That's why he keeps re-releasing it every generation. Someone please I, save I, him. I had the quest of knowledge once, and then I took a arrow to the knee. <laughs> the way the way you peered off towards the end there. 
good thing. <laughs> just like, I just felt my soul, I just felt my soul leaking out of my nose when I was saying that. <laughs> just like, really, really, Tom, really? You're going to say this? You're going to do this stupid bit in the year of our Lord 2021? Okay, let's, um... Uh, the year of our Luigi 2021, thank you. The year of our Luigi. Skyrim's 10 years old this year. Fun fact. Yeah, it was released on 11, 11, 11, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I feel so old. <laughs> Look, to be fair, Skyrim felt pretty old when it came out. Even so, I, <laughs> you know. I feel like big releases like that, like they, there's so much pressure to meet that, like you know, appropriate release date. Like, do you think they ever? I want to kind of check because I don't, I don't, I don't care. What's out for the Dreamcast? Yeah, that was for, oh, oh, that was oh one oh one oh one, right? The uh, no, it's nine nine nine. Oh right, nine 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 nine. The same day as Final Fantasy. Eight. Well, it I came out the same day as Nine Persons, Nine Hours, Nine Doors, Zero Escape. No, no. no, no that was 2009. No. That, that was the, that, that's that was the, the Beatles. That's rock band. the bit. Oh yeah, I guess the same day, just like a decade apart. That was the Beatles rock band that came out on Nine Nine Nine. I don't know why I remember that, but there you go. That's funny. Um, yeah, because like I'm, I'm thinking of like, did you, did anyone see like the remake of the the, the movie The Omen? Because like. It wasn't a good movie, but like I feel like at least part of that was it was rushed super hard to meet the oh six oh six oh six release date. I remember that. Fair, you know what? Fair, yeah. I mean, like, why else would you do that? Why else would you make that film if you can't yeah. make that release date? Then just then why bother? You know. And like, I don't care enough to check, but do you think that like there was a lot of pressure to release every Friday the Thirteenth movie on Friday the Thirteenth? There isn't that always seems, a Friday the Thirteenth seems... in October, though. No, like they, they, a lot of them are summer movies. I think. What? Yeah, I mean, horror films come out in like, I think more often than not, they come out like early in the year. To be honest, it's like, yeah, no they're, offense, they're, that's silly. They're really, yeah, like a lot of low budget horror films they release when there's no competition, so they come out in like January or like April or some something where there's not like a lot of other you know horses in the race, so to speak. I, I, I like for example, the movie Glass, which friggin' sucks. Super hard <laughs> came out in January. Yeah, but I think is I it think as bad no as Chun Li? Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li. <laughs> oh no, the um, oh man, the like, I'm just, but now it's ridiculous because like, I think like even obviously like nothing came out last year really. Oh no, last last uh yeah last last February is when uh Sonic released. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the Sonic film came out in February, which I think I think that that followed that pattern of success. Like nothing else was coming out, and that film did really really well to the point where the highest pledging like... superhero movie of 2020. Yeah, I mean like they're they're doing it this year too, just like digitally. Like the the movie, um, the Nick Cage movie Willy's Wonderland comes out today on demand. Yeah, I, I learned about not... that today, I, and I, heard... I was like, what the heck is going on? I heard that's not good, <laughs> but I don't know if it's going to be like for not good or just kind of I heard someone my, describe my, it as like an, an elevator pitch but not a film <laughs> like, my hard that. bet would be fun good personally because like I feel like it's one of those like Nick Cage has the amount like the the kind of manic energy that like you can't not enjoy watching that that film is basically like yeah if anyone doesn't know it's like basically what if five what if five nights at Freddy's but like it, it was aliens like instead, like as in as in the difference between like the film Alien and the, and its sequel Aliens, like it's just <laughs> Nick Cage like going going into Five Nights in, in, at Freddy's, but like destroying all the murderous mannequins. And yeah, I took that that one tweet. Know, it's like Nick Cage fun. really looked at FNAF and said, "If I was there, I would simply deal with it." 
<laughs> yeah, if, if Freddy Fazbear asked I'm if different. he could kill me, I would simply say no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I would. No, I, I would simply. Dip, I would simply blow up all the mannequins before they get scared <laughs> by them. I've got a um, a very complicated relationship with the Five Nights at Freddy's series because um, my, like one of my they're they're one of the first games I reviewed as a game journalist like way back in like 2013, 2014, whenever they came out. Yes. Um, yes. and I hate them. They're they're really bad. But I had to review all three of the first ones like because they all came out like pretty close after three, like less than six months apart. Yeah, they they and, really wished those sequels out. Yeah. Yeah, and like. I don't, I don't like jump scares in general, so having to play jump scare games just so I can say I don't like these wasn't fun. And then the fan base is like just they're just like a bunch of like mostly children who freak out if you criticize anything that they like. So of course like they got upset about that, and that just made but me just children. like it even more. Yeah, I mean like That's you just can the you theory. can you can buy like alcohol, and they have to rely on pocket money to just buy a video game like once every four months so ultimately i don't know okay <laughs> i have i have me, one last thing like obviously episode, a child i don't know and i don't want really it to funny. continue on much longer than that i just need to say it why does yoli make fun of davis uh for seeing a control spire when she literally saw two digimon in the real world <laughs> that's it okay that anyway kind of... uh go back I, I to talking that... about five nights at freddy's no, we're I'm done. We're done. You, I, I actually, I do, I do feel bad, but it just, it just <laughs> came to mind, and I'm like, Yoli, like, I understand that yeah. you need to rag on Davis because that's your mission in life, and I respect that. But also, you just fought a giant monkey and a samurai man. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Okay, we're done here. I think. Like, I'm do sorry. we have? Do we have? Uh, yeah, let's let's close the book on these episodes. Let's close. Uh, I don't think yeah. this episode, these episodes, deserve any more fanfare. So you know what does yeah, deserve fanfare? Um, uh, where we can send reader mail to. Oh, where where is that? I, I forgot. Um, I'm gonna have to use one of my lifelines. Uh, Tom, I need to phone a friend, and and you're my friend. So, uh, where can we send reader mail to? And play that. We're gonna play the intense. Who wants to be a millionaire? Music for when they're do, like, do, do, oh, do, no, do, no, do. no, no, no. That's not it. That's not it. It's more like the. No, actually, I can't do it. But like, look up the music. I'll find <laughs> the music. The... You put it in here because it's good. Do it's the good, like, one, music. like the dum 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 dum. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Too far dun, off dun, that dun, to be honest. <laughs> um, okay. Did you know the cast at gmail.com That is. D-I-G-I-N-O-V-A-C-A-S-T at gmail.com M-O-U-S-E There you go. Got him. Next oh. bit. <laughs> I don't know what you just did. It's just so it's the, I did the Mickey Mouse Club song. <laughs> I'm not... Because you spell I it out and then you I say M-O-U. I know what Mickey... I know, I know what Mickey Mouse is, obviously. But it's, like, a, it's, it's like an old... Never mind. I'm cutting that part. I'm not cutting that part out. I need to embarrass myself every day. <laughs> also, part of your public humiliation thing. Yeah. Uh, also, our DMs on our Twitter account at DigiNovaCast are always open if you uh, want to slide in there to ask to ask questions. Of course, is what I mean. Yeah. Only, only professionals. Like, yeah. All pictures of Fujimoto. Uh, you, you have to you have to make sure to end your professional questions with sincerely and then your name. That's how we know it's professional. Camera exactly. guards and then like a full professional signature with like, you know, yeah, logos and shit. So, I don't know. yeah, 
please, yeah, please send in your questions and, and so on. Nothing this week, um, but uh, we are looking forward to the next batch of read a mail as soon as it uh, as soon as it arrives in our inbox. So yeah, yeah it's we always a super up. fun time. We, yeah, it's always a good time, and we've got some really fun episodes coming up, so maybe those will spur you on for some good questions. But another thing that we need some fanfare for is Scrafty. Where can we find you, and what have you been up to? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at ScraftyDevil. Uh, lately, I've actually been getting into a little bit of streaming with a friend of mine, which has been really fun. Um, I normally have like you know just completely lacked any confidence or self uh discipline to keep up with a streaming schedule but being able to just like drop in on friend streams and be like oh you're playing ace attorney i like that game a lot i'm gonna come talk about it with you <laughs> is <laughs> a really fun time and it's been really good for um getting me more confident with live uh speaking because like at least this is edited so if i make a really stupid gaffe or say something awkward it can be edited out by our expert manager sloan um having that lifeline has been Super nice. Um, it makes me want to get into it more. Uh, if you so yeah, if you want to check out uh, my friend's stream on Twitch, the, the Twitch name is Bimbo Cat Food. We do a lot of um, that was a great uh, every name. Saturday. It's it's that's a good a, one. Yeah, that's such a good name. It's a it's a great one. She was inspired by Silent Hill Three and came up with one of the most genius screens I've ever seen. Um, that's fun. That's a fun name. So yeah, you can swing by there. Uh, we do Ace Attorney like once or twice a week usually, and every Saturday we do like a bunch of horror games, so like Dead by Daylight, uh, Phasmophobia, that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's always a fun time. Um, I always have a great time with it, and it's making me, you know, kind of come out of my shell a bit more. Which, um, you know, if, for those of you who only know me offline, that's probably a surprise because I'm I'm cripplingly shy. <laughs> a lot of interactions face to face. I do find that surprising, especially because you do cosplay, which is the most terrifying prospects I can uh, possibly think of <laughs> for like me personally. Yeah, see, yeah. Just, like, yeah. I, I actually I have gotten really good at nonverbal communication because I refuse to open my mouth while I'm in cosplay because that ruins whatever illusion I have successfully created with my, my face and body. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I've gotten very good at gesticulating, um, thankfully. But... Um, yeah, so if you if if anyone who's interested wants to check out those streams, go for it. Um, that's like the main thing I've been devoting my time to, other than just working and you know trying to hold together as Ontario approaches its third wave of COVID because the government here is doing diddly squat to actually do anything. Like, so they announced a lockdown <laughs> after Christmas, um, not before Christmas, after Christmas, and then um, a few weeks into it, they realized cases weren't going down. So they immediately announced they were extending it by two weeks. It was supposed to have ended today, but instead it got extended to the 25th. And then last week, they're like, you know what? Maybe we don't have to extend it. So they're starting to open stuff up again. And so mm-hmm. multiple experts, including virologists and, you know, uh, professors of uh, medicine and whatever, are saying, oh, no, it's inevitable. There's going to be a fourth wave now just because people things are opening right now. So hooray for several more months of being cooped up inside but fourth waves hooray. i'm okay with uh ska fourth waves i'm not okay with covid <laughs> exactly yeah book it that's 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 the best meme of the year <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's funny that's funny um, um that yeah sucks. so that's that's been that's been my life right now um not you know haven't unfortunately don't have a lot of new things to share with you all um oh actually there's one thing um i've been rewatching the show infinity train with my girlfriend and that is like if I don't know if you either of you have seen that, but it is maybe the best animated show in the past decade, in my opinion. I've heard it's, a lot of good things about it. I watched the pilot 
like when that came out like oh, years ago. Um, I don't really have well, don't really have proper, let's say, access to cartoons as such. So like, I no, never watch I mean, any of this stuff. I. Let's keep that in the I know, I us. know. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, like that part I'm not zooming out. Of course, I've I've only I've only ever watched Digimon legally for this podcast, of course. So you know, uh, anyway, <laughs> we can. Um, <laughs> You'll say we when we start yeah, covering gamers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do have the DVDs. They've been staring at no, me. No, I know. I was being serious to open them. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, no, me too. Um, the Infinity Train, the pilot was really cool. I really did enjoy that. Um, but yeah, it seemed like something that was that was neat. But I also never saw anyone talking about it, so that's not a great sign. Um, like people loved Steven Universe and wouldn't shut up about that, for example. So like, uh, you know, rightfully so. It was it's always that was a fun show from what I've seen. So, but no, one, I've never seen anyone talk about Infinity Train, and I guess it just got cancelled. So yeah, it's it's go. super tragic. It's so sad. Like the reason why it's been on my brain lately is because it you know officially got cancelled. So we're not getting a fourth season, which sucks. But like at the very very least, because it's an anthology series, there's not like. It's not like you know, the, there's no plots that are unresolved now. Like everything is ended that needed to be ended. It's just like it sucks that we'll, we won't be seeing more of this amazing world. Um, and like you know, the, this extremely sharp writing and great character designs and all that. Um, if you have the means to check it out, like if you're in America and you have access to HBO Max, I think at least one season is free on HBO Max. Even if you don't have a subscription, you can just watch it. Oh, um, I'll check that out then. Yeah, de- definitely give it a look. It is one of the greatest animated shows in the past like couple decades. Um, super, like, it's very much a show like not for kids. And I, I know that like, people say that a lot about all kinds of stuff as a way to make themselves feel less immature for enjoying animated media. But like, this is very like plain faced. Like, there are the the concepts and themes that this is tackling aren't things that kids can relate to or understand for the most part. Um, especially in the third season. The third season gets crazy dark and like. Not like an edgy try-hard way, but like in a I can't believe an animated television show that aired on Cartoon Network is covering this material kind of way. I heard that. Um, yeah, yeah it, it's it's super good. It, despite that, though, it's it's at the end of the day very uplifting and lighthearted, and all of all three seasons end with extremely positive and affirming messages. I don't know if anyone who's listening uh, would enjoy this specifically, but season two is extremely queer coded, like intentionally so. Um, and it's yeah it overall is just a super fun time um great animation great character designs great writing um if you liked anything that Cartoon Network has put out uh since Adventure Time you probably would love this because I think it is better than most of those shows so I find I get the feeling at this point that like the the like the the renaissance of Cartoon Network um ever since like Adventure Time started which obviously was years ago at this point, like, but like that, and then the shows that followed, uh, like regular show, Steven Universe, um, Gumball, OKKO, OKKO, yeah, 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 uh, Over the Garden Wall, or whatever that was called, um, that feels like it's ended at this point. And I noticed there's like shows coming to HBO Max, like uh, JG Quintel's new show, um, close enough, which I think is like on this. Yeah, close enough. That's it. Yeah, like it seems like a lot of that stuff shifting over to like streaming um, and Cartoon Network. I think that's probably just dawn at this point in terms of like shows shows worth watching. I've got the feeling like yeah, it's kind and of a shame. It, but like it's, it's funny you should say that. Yeah, because yeah, I think Infinity Train season three actually premiered on on HBO Max before it aired on Cartoon Network. Yeah, I'd I'd heard that that it made some sort of shift to streaming. So 
Uh, yeah, you know, and then obviously, that, you know, you, there's not even like really any like DC cartoons or like ongoing Scooby Doo stuff anymore. So like, it's just kind of yeah, I think Cartoon Network's just sort of done at this point, which makes sense. Yeah, just, like YouTube and streaming was, leaning, was always going to kill it. Yeah, they're just leaning on Teen Titans Go reruns forever now, just like just in the same way that Nickelodeon's <laughs> leaning on SpongeBob reruns, and they haven't had to make any original programming like a decade because of that. Oh yeah, yeah. At least they've got yeah. at least they've got Camp SpongeBob or whatever it's called. <laughs> A miserable oh. project. Yeah. Anyway, let's, let's not talk. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, let's let's move on. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I'll have to give Infinity Train a watch. Uh, we do not get HBO Max over here, here, which shocking, sad. I don't know how I'm going to watch the Snyder Cut. Um, how dare they uh, take that from us? You're um... going to miss out on <laughs> Granny Goodness. Granny's Peach Tea. No. What? No. What's that? That sounds. No, they're putting Granny, like... the character Granny Goodness in oh. the Snyder Cut. I thought you were talking about the piss jar from Batman vs. Superman. No! What? Who the fuck is Granny Goodness? She's a she's a DC character. I've never heard of this character before. There's, so there's, <laughs> um, yeah, in, in Batman vs. Superman, the reason I got confused is because in Batman vs. Superman, there's the that one politician who's voiced by Mrs. Incredible. Um, or sorry, I don't say voice. She's played Hunt. by Mrs. Incredible. Helen Hunt. Helen Hunt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Helen Hunt. Yeah. And um, at one point, Lex Luthor is trying to negotiate with her, and I can't remember the context of the line, but she says, "Listen, I'm not buying whatever you're selling. You you could piss in a jar and call it Granny's peach tea, but that doesn't make it so." And the way he gets revenge on her is by making a bomb and putting it in a jar full of piss that says Granny's peach tea on it, and it's the weirdest, most disgusting punchline to a joke no one even wanted told. That's yeah, that's not good. No, that's it's a perfect uh, illustration. I don't know of, what of to Zack say Snyder's to that. ideology. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the, the perfect distillation of Zack Snyder as a person. He thought that was so f- either so funny or so cool or both. Yeah, I, I let's acknowledge that that happened and then pretend it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so that, so that's a different thing to Granny Goodness. Let me let me Granny let me, Goodness me is uh, I kind of don't someone who works for Darkseid and she's she's bad lady. She's also old, hence why her name is Granny Goodness. Goodness. Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't think you were lying, but, like, fuck? I'm just making up DC characters for fun on this Digimon rewatch <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I mean, you could you like, get, you get away with it very easily. It's like that one uh, H-Bomber guy video where he makes up a bunch of Rob Liefeld characters. <laughs> <laughs> like, s- s- smash, smash Beef and Strong Shot Mrs. Sex Death. Yeah, small fault. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, okay. Well, yes, the Zack Snyder got me to a streaming service near you. No. Don't watch that. Probably. But do watch it. I don't know. I don't care. Do we? I'm just disappointed that the world's come to this. Like, the fact that they capitulated <laughs> and actually made the Snyder Cut, like, they're every single, like, every single time a movie comes out and it's just, like a blockbuster comes out and disappoints, the fans are just going to badger the studio to make an, a different cut of it until they like it. Just move on. Just do something else. Like we're currently going through this 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 Digimon show, which is kind of falling apart at the seams, um, and has been for a little while, but has finally fallen apart at the seams. And the like, which you know, we we just we're not like, out here. Obviously, we made jokes and sort or or like suggestions of like how we'd rewrite this show, and that's fun to do. But it's not like something I'm making like a culture out of. I'm not like out here with my hashtags and whatever, like saying that, like you know, we're we're still owed a Digimon adventure. Release the Chiaki no Naka cut. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Of Digimon yeah. Adventure Zero Two. Yeah, 
I mean, it's funny, right? Because they like let Jackie go out and make a make something totally his own, and that was what the dam's like better. Like, I don't know. Like, I guess they can't really do that with Jack, Zack Snyder because he'd already made his like better films, and even they weren't very good. So, you know, it's <laughs> like you could just say, "Look, if you didn't like Justice League, that sucks." But I don't know. Go watch Ben or something. Like, go watch. Batman vs Superman again. Like, God, it's 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 dire that wa- like Watchmen is one of his better films, huh? Yeah, I didn't like Watchmen at all, to be honest. No, I think didn't, the director's cut is competent, but only because it's almost like a it's a almost a one to one recreation of the comic. Like they even use the comic storyboards for it, and everything that that Snyder added unique to it sucks. <laughs> so like, that says a lot about him as a creative. No, no squid monster, no dice. That's, yeah, that's he had to he had to copy the the comic <laughs> book's uh, homework, and every time he tried to add his own embellishments, the teacher failed him. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty good. Like, yeah, okay. like, let's let's take this this series that was famously you know a, a parable about you know violence in in the media and the glorification of violence, and add some cool slow motion gore scenes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He still made Rush Ash look like a little. Prick, so I don't know. He got it, at least he kind of. <laughs> he didn't completely get it wrong, but I, I get the feeling I wouldn't be. I've not. I've not read Watchmen, but like I get the feeling I wouldn't be like a massive fan of it. Like, um, I think it still holds uh, up really well. I, like, I, re- I reread it before the the TV series came out in 2019. I think it's it's still sadly very relevant, which isn't you know some oh Watchmen Bridge of the Future type of thing, and more the cultural issues this was touching on back in the 80s are still you know popping up these days. We should. Uh, I know I should watch the more recent series, the the TV series of Watchmen, like the sequel series, which apparently, by all accounts, is very good and you know has some important shit to say. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's pretty good. I think it's worth it's watching. Good, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there we go. Uh, yeah, watch that instead. I would say I've not seen. I've not seen. I've not seen Justice League or Batman vs Superman. I've not seen the Watchmen TV show, but I would say. I know which of the, one of those is probably better than the other, <laughs> like, most likely. So <laughs> you, you that, was, yeah. that was a very uh, um, valid assumption, I would say. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I'm glad to, glad to hear that. Anyway, I've babbled for far too long. All right, what's um, what's what have you been up to, Tom? And where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at ColdManHot. Um, I've been playing. I'm playing a bunch of stuff. I've just had like two games show up today, which is great. I've been playing, so I've been playing some 3D World, Mario, Super Mario 3D World. Um, I'm, I've not played the original 3D World because, like most people on the planet, I did not own a Wii U. Um, so I've been enjoying 3D World very much. So I love 3D Land and most Mario games, but 3D Land in particular was like a really cool game, very sort of distinct from previous Mario games in its own way. So this is like more of that obviously and it's and it's great um but i'll dig into the bowser's fury thing which i'm very excited to play but i kind of want to like i've started playing 3d world now i like to see things through to their finish and then you know i'll then i'll get back to bowser's fury um i also got little nightmares 2 which i'm which i'm interested in digging into because i do love, i do like the first game of that quite a lot very good like spooky vibes without being outright like you know like amnesia or whatever <laughs> like, like hardcore horrors scares it's uh it's a bit more it's a bit more just sort of it's a bit more vibes than it is like actual like heart racing maybe this one will be different maybe this one's scary um other than that 
I played through 13 Sentinels, uh, Aegis, Aegis Rim, Aegis Rim. Aegis Reflector? Um, very, <laughs> yes, right. Um, I, I, I love that game. It's really cool. I do not think it's an out-and-out masterpiece or anything like that. I think it's got, I'm one of these people who, and it really depends on the type of game, but I always find something more interesting when it's got some, like, more obvious like flaws or something like that like you can point to and say here's where this game fucked up or you know here's where this game could have done things better or whatever but also the things that it does right are so like interesting and like off the wall or whatever that like it's just fun to talk about like i couldn't really say much in the way of like why for example ocarina of time is like still a fantastic game which i do i do 100 think that love that game to death but there's it's it's good in like very conventional ways that i find it hard to discuss and like this game is so it has this really fascinating narrative and i love the like things that it's saying as well like the structure by itself is interesting but if the characters and like the themes it was discussing and the way that it was written and the things it had to say about all this were like kind of whatever it would all be for naught um, especially because the game part of it, where like it's like a real-time strategy thingy, aren't that that isn't too impressive. Um, uh, but but no, the, the everything everything about that game and storytelling is really fun. It's it's really poignant. Uh, I love the ending. I think it's one of, have been one of my favorite endings since uh, since Neo Automata, where it actually remembers to like end things on like a meaningful note rather than just sort of. Like even games that like where I've enjoyed the narrative a ton, like for example, like uh, not the narrative, but like the you know the storytelling and the world building and so on. Like Control is a good example, uh, really cool world that that builds and 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 so on, and like characters and universe and so on. But the story is kind of like the the story just kind of like fizzles out at the end, and that's such a shame. And a lot of games do that. This game does not do that. This game make sure it packs some of its biggest punches for the very end and this is a game just filled with twists and surprises and and earth-shattering revelations um many of which you can just kind of encounter in whatever order you feel like (laughs) so that's really cool and obviously it looks gorgeous um the only thing i'd say is that i think some of the some of the things it does in relation to like its queer characters could have been a lot better handled um you know, I, I felt like they were a bit undercooked there. I think there are some things that are to do with, like, in terms of, like, nationalism and that kind of thing, which I think it kind of delves into a little bit, but doesn't kind of go full as far as it could do there. I think some of it's, like, corporate satire is pretty fun, but, like, again, I would have liked to see more of that. But other than that, it's it's kind of like, I wish it had done more in these areas rather than I wish it would have done better in the things that it, pro- it, it properly dug into. I I, I can't fault it in that regard if that makes sense so i would encourage everyone to play yeah. it i think it's like half i uh, think it's Tom, like half price right now on psn quick question uh no spoilers of course because i'm still going through it but uh what was your favorite which character story was your favorite just just answer the character name nothing else Ooh. it's it's a tough one and again no, you gotta, I'm, you gotta I'm, I'm not you gotta pick now i'm not gonna okay I'm, I'm gonna give you i will give you a name i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give you any spoilers obviously yeah of course as they go on that I feel like as you go on, there starts to be more overlap between between like the various character routes, and there are some. I can tell you who my least favorite one is, um, Renya, uh, Renya Goto. I, I I didn't think his was particularly 
interesting in terms of his own character. It just felt more like stuff about the rest of the plot and the universe and so on. Um, it's a bit expositiony, basically. But I can tell you, my favorite's probably, I would say, um, what? Oh my god, I've forgotten a name already. Which, which honestly doesn't mean that I'm under. <sighs> Begins with N. Natsuno. Uh, no, Natsuno. Okay. Yeah, Natsuno. Natsuno is my. I would say she's my favorite. Like, just a really fun character. Like, and I love her relationship with her. If you've played her route at all, you'll know which character I'm referring to. So, um, I. Yeah, I, I, I have only done her prologue um, so far, but. Yeah. I think the thing I'm referring to happens in the prologue, but I honestly can't remember. But yeah, I would encourage you to dig into that route because that's that's a really fun one. But they're all good. I think they're all good. Even Renya, who I'd say I had issues with, and Megumi's, I wasn't like that hard. But like, I think they're all good. Like, I wouldn't say there's one in particular which stinks out as like a proper stinker. Not in the slightest. So, really good stuff. Did you get the dub working in the end, by the way? <laughs> You, okay, so uh, fun story. As uh, last week we had finished recording, and I was like, oh, "Gosh, it sure is a shame that Thirteen Sentinels doesn't have a dub." I thought it did, and <laughs> Scrafting Tom were both like, "Hey, idiot, it does." And <laughs> the reason I didn't know is because really for the longest time, my PS4 would not hook up to our Wi-Fi, and I try, I attempted it, and it did hook up to our Wi-Fi. So I downloaded the dub, and the dub is pretty good. So. Yeah, I, I think the dub's fantastic. I, don't know, I had the benefit of, like, I got the game, I installed it, and, you know, while I was doing other stuff or whatever. Um, and then, obviously, it just downloaded that patch and installed that, um, which I hadn't even noticed, to be honest. It's like a day one update for everything. Like, I just I just started Mario. Like, and I, as I've just said, that had a day one update, you know. Um, PS4 games definitely do, though. And, yeah, sure, I, I, sure enough, it had one. So I didn't even notice that, that was for the dub. So when you said that last week, and I forgot, I forgot we said that after recording. <laughs> but but like, I was just like, what? That's really, really strange. But I'm, I'm guessing it was due to COVID delays and something pushing it back. So it, it didn't make onto the disc. Yeah. Regardless, whatever you do or sub, whatever you prefer, that game that game story is cracking. So um, Whether you're a Davis fan or a Daisuke stan, play 13 <laughs> Sentinels. Yeah, really good. Now for really PS4. Good. Yeah. <laughs> other, than, other than that... Um, I know, just yeah, just 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 uh, surviving, thriving, vibing, maxing out, cool. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all. That's all for me. So Sloan, uh, other than playing Thirteen Sentinels, what have you been up to, and where can we find you? So you can find me at Sloan Rosette. Uh, I have been playing Thirteen Sentinels. I've gotten uh, pretty far in some stories, and I'm probably gonna play a little more this weekend. Uh, other than that, I haven't been doing a ton. I beat. Uh, I finished all the puzzles in Voxelgram finally. Voxelgram is a really neat for Switch and PC, I believe, uh, little puzzle game. It's sort of like a 3D Picross style thing. And uh, it's it's very simple. Like There's like one music track used. Uh, the controls are a little uh, confusing on Switch at first. But it was... I had a great time with it because it's just like a nice puzzle game to just play as I'm like watching stuff or listening to stuff. So it's like, okay, that's great. And 190 puzzles, it was like $7, I want to say. So I got more than my time out of it. Uh, aside from that, I haven't been doing much else, sadly. Uh, 13 Sentinels. Um, I need to start up some other games that I got like around Christmas time pretty soon. 
But overall, this has been a pretty light week for me, so I don't have a ton to say besides... Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it more uh, off the podcast, but I actually really do like Megumi's story and 13 Sentinels and think it's pretty good. But uh, yeah, i not doing much. I'm just, uh, you know, finishing podcast editing in 10 minutes and then uh, just leaving it be <laughs> for six days because podcasts just take no time to edit. They're just no problems. You just edit the podcast, and you sit you sit in the corner like uh, the, the guy in the Blair Witch Project. That's all. That's all you do <laughs> exactly. until we record each week. Exactly. Oh, and watch Digimon, of course. Yeah, you watch you watch. Podcasts. And I, I watch Digimon. Yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, I listen to but, audio dramas. And listen to, and listen to my uh, Miami audio CD on repeat. It's actually the only. <laughs> I actually have a playlist on Spotify of just that one track, five thousand. Just to times. make sure. Just to make sure you never forget. I just make sure I never forget. <laughs> Remember Miami. You know, you don't have a fucking clue what she's saying, except occasionally you'll just hear the words 9 11. <laughs> like, oh, it's that bit. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, not cool, but you know. Oh my god. So next week, we're covering episodes 38 and 39. 38 and 39. Uh, yes, 38 and 39. So we're winding down on Adventure Zero 2. It's getting. It's We've got some good god. stuff coming up. <laughs> It's we only have messy. 12 episodes left. That, that's crazy. We have like one oh, yeah. anime core worth of episodes left and then we're done. Yeah. And I mean, like, we'll, the fact that we'll have finished probably uh, two whole series within a year, pretty wild. Good stuff. Yeah. Good it's stuff. Cool. So yeah, get ready for that next week. And uh, this has been NovaCast and we'll see you later. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening.